This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza. Because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Craig. <laughs> Give me a name. I like him. Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. I like in, the, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? <laughs> Stop yelling at me. I agree. <laughs> Also, hear me. All right. So, okay. I think I am probably better now. I have to. I had to reset everything. Do I sound better now? You sound tremendous, okay. sir. All right. I don't know why I'm calling you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. You're very prim and proper today. So, yeah. We got you a little early here because uh, you thought it was six thirty. So you're you're usually it's like bursting through the door, lands. It was like not quite ready, and then that's. I think that's when you excel, though. So I don't know. This could be. This could be tough. I'm all thrown off. But here's the thing. We're going head to head with dynamite again. Did you see the, going, Did you see what those guys did to try to beat us this week? I don't know they booked Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, so come on, DK, come on, they, Mike Tyson. We're going head to head with a takeover. Baddest man on the planet. Unbelievable. And as a result, and we were on Wednesdays first, by the way, ten years ago. And as a result, there's like three people listening to this right now. So it really doesn't matter what you sound like, Rich. <laughs> It really doesn't matter what we talk about. Well, to be what fair, we should do. <laughs> to be fair, there will be many, many people listening uh, after this because uh, obviously, not just the ten dollars. I mean, we care about them more than any of them because they give us ten dollars. So the subscribers, yeah. the ten dollars subscribers, patreoncom slash wrestling, they're listening live. So we do care about them a little bit more. But with that said, there will be people. Um, that uh, that <laughs> I'm reading a DM that we just got. I'm just so confused why somebody would reach out to us with this. I'm sorry, I just got completely thrown off by the DM. All right, never mind. We've gotten some terrible DMs in the last uh, <laughs> uh, couple of... <laughs> this one I don't is, even know what... This, well, why would you think we would have a... Like, this guy, I don't even know which one you're reading. This guy says, do you, have any con- do you have any connections to dojos in Japan? No. <laughs> nah, man. We don't. I don't know why you're asking me that. How do we have any connections to dojos in Japan? Yeah, I don't know. Let me call Yuji. Hey. Hey, my man. That guy, might be, that guy might be listening. I mean, you're burying this guy, but That's true, I think he but deserves it. Who, Yuji Nagata or the guy that DM does? The guy that DM oh, does, because okay. why, why would we have connections that, like, that's all it says? It's Yeah, it says, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's asking for. It might be, I, maybe he's doing it for, like, a research piece or whatever. Um, I'm not going to out his name, obviously, because that'd be very unfair. It says, do you guys have any connections to any dojo in Japan? Any info would be a great help. Any dojo. Any dojo. Like Colega or Zero One or any dojo. <laughs> any dojo. <laughs> we could probably, I mean, honestly, if we're, if we're be, we could probably find a dojo. Like the Zero One dojo, we could probably get them to. Hartley Jackson, I think he's listened to us before. He shouted us out before. He uses my gym they, equipment as well. So, Do they even have a dojo or are so. they ones to just share it with somebody? They must. Yeah, I'm sure they just share it with somebody. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot of talent coming in and out of the zero one dojo these days, but I don't know. Well, we now have eleven people listening to this with this stiff head to head competition. So, what I say is, uh, we take care of these people who are loyal to us, 
and choose us over Dynamite and TakeOver and just give them uh, a tremendous show and just don't slap record. Just don't slap record. And to just send a message and let everybody else know, you show up on our time. We're like Mr. Hand in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. This is, you show up on our time if you want to listen to this show, okay? You don't embarrass us by giving us what is now 12 people it's listening surging. to the show it's right now. It's surging up to 12. I'm looking at this graph here. 13 pretty soon. Yeah, there it is. 13. There it is. Wow. Actually, I think it was Spicoli who said it was our time. And Mr. Hand. <laughs> Louis? Said it was his time. Well, Fast Times at Ridgemont oh, High. Oh, so, okay. you see, so, you know... Uh, you know, Mr. Hand would always say that, you know, once the bell rings, it's his time. So then Spicoli orders the pizza, right? And then uh, the pizza comes and they deliver it. And, and Spicoli says, you know, I've been thinking about this. Why is it your time? Isn't it our time? Right? And then uh, Mr. Hand says, you like this synopsis of Fast Times? Please, yeah, please go I, on and continue to explain this 32-year-old movie, yes, that most, people, that this- that most Americans have seen at, the, at some point. But, yes, go ahead. Are you Apparently not you, so you need to be caught no, up. No, I've seen so it. Then- it's just been quite a while since I've seen it, so. So Mr. Hand says, you're right. This is our time. So he takes the pizza and then gives away all of Spicoli's pizza to everybody else in the class. So there you go. That's the scene <laughs> Thank you. in Fast Time Ridgemont High, our time. But I didn't do a very good Spicoli impression, though. It definitely wasn't on Matt Riddle's level, which is obviously what he's based yes. on at this point. Oh, yeah, point. for sure. Yeah. Um, which, again, fantastic character work there, too. To mimic a 34-year-old or whatever movie. It's even it's probably even longer movie. than that at this point, right? I think it was – or maybe it was, it was the like year 19. I was born. Yeah, I think it was 87, no. right? No, like 82. Was it really? Oh, Early shit. 80. Okay, wow. So we're, we're approaching 40 years then on this thing. So Early 80s. Um, I have to know now. Man, I just watched it the other day because uh, my wife never saw it. And it, it Did it, it hold up? It pisses me off. She's never seen any movie, and I can't take it. So whenever I come across a movie she hasn't seen, I make her sit down and watch it. Uh, 1982, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you're talking, yeah, 39. That's almost 40 years old. Fast what, did, uh, what were her thoughts on, on the movie? Did she like it? She just enjoyed like it. it. Okay, that's good. She enjoyed it. Um, then we Googled what everyone looks like today. You know, because that's a fun thing to do when a movie's 40 years old. Except for Sean Penn, because everybody knows what Sean Penn Yeah, Pen she's got like. the Sean Penn. Yeah, did she, she probably couldn't believe yeah. what Sean Penn looked like at that time, right? Um. Yeah, she she didn't even know it was Sean Penn. It takes a while. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "No way!" <laughs> There's not because it's just like the hair, the color, I mean, the long hair. Like, yeah, it looks just like well, when you know it's him, you're like, "Oh yeah, duh, okay." But like at first, you're just like, nah, "I don't, I don't know." It doesn't quite. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, Phoebe Cates. Is she still she's still a babe, Cates right? Family. She's still a babe. Ah, she disappeared. She married Kevin Klein and then just disappeared. Mm. So. I don't think she's a babe anymore, to be honest. What about Jennifer? Uh, uh, what about Jennifer Jason? Jennifer Lee? Jason Lee? She's still out there. Okay. I mean, I never thought she was a babe to begin with, to be honest. Well, but uh, tough critic. Yeah, you know, I'm a hard marker. Forrest Whitaker's in that uh, movie too, right? Yeah, man, he plays the football Hell player. Yeah. Plays, oh uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. That's awesome. Uh, what was his name? Jefferson? Uh, not Jefferson. What the hell was his name in that movie? Uh, I have to know now. Um, or was it Jefferson High? That was the name of the other high, the the uh, opposing high school. Was uh, was Jefferson? Oh no, he was Charles Jefferson. Yeah, Charles, See, I, okay, yeah. there you go. I was I was I was around, uh, I think it was Lincoln was the opposing high school, right? Again, I haven't seen it. I I have seen it, unlike uh, unlike the TLB, but I haven't seen it in years. I'm almost so. positive it was Lincoln High. That's why I got confused there. Lincoln Jefferson, both presidents, but yeah, he was Charles Jefferson, uh, Forrest Whitaker, 
you know, of course, Judge Reinhold. Um, who else? Oh, Nicolas Cage, non-speaking role. Eric Stoltz. Good cast. Nicholas, I didn't know Nicholas Cage was in it at all. Non-speaking role. He's one of uh, Brad's um He's just a dude. Oh, like, uh, just a high school dude. Yes, but he's in a lot of scenes, but he doesn't get any lines. Hmm. Like, I think he works at the burger place, and you see him in, you know, uh, some other scenes, but he doesn't get any lines. Um, Eric Stoltz and uh, the dude from ER, I can't remember his name, were, uh, were Spicoli's uh, smoking buddies, too. So, yeah, it, you know, a lot. most of the people from that cast went on and did at least a little something. Ray Walston, Mr. Hand, my favorite Martian, right? Ray Walston. I, I, no, like, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I also like your wife would would infuriate you with the lack of movies that I've seen in my entire life because you know how like like these days you and I never see any movies because we're like too busy watching wrestling or whatever. Yeah, I think my entire life I just never even as a kid I really was I like I, I you know dabbled in I watched a, like from 1994 to like 1997 I probably watched a, a fair amount of movies and most of the new movies that came out but like after that like as a really young kid I didn't really watch movies and then after that once I discovered wrestling and like sports I pretty much never watched movies ever, ever again after that and I, I watched a lot of TV shows though. I mean TV I will I always was way more attracted to watching you know a bunch of TV shows than or, or you know five hours worth of TV than like sitting down and throwing you know some video or some movie into the, the VHS player or whatever. I wasn't too too keen on that for some reason. My favorite Martian was a sitcom, Rich. Oh, well, there you go. That's okay. That's okay. Either way, you have no clue what it is. <laughs> I have no idea, yeah. <laughs> it's... Bottom line. 1960s sitcom? No, you're not big on your 1960s? No, you know, no, no, not as, no. Not really. You know, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with sitcoms, like, my, like the Falcon, Mikey Falcone. So I would watch, even if it was my favorite Martian, Mr. Ed, all those 60s sitcoms. None of them were funny. But um, I'd watch that shit. So uh, that makes me the weirdo, not you. That's, I don't expect you to know my favorite Martian. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Mr. Mikey Falcone. I have a note in my uh, in, in in our show notes here that says shout out Mikey Falcone a little bit later. So you'll have to figure out what that is and why we're shouting him out a little bit later. But uh, uh, just for the hell of it, he's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. But yeah, he's getting he's getting a lot of getting a lot of plugs on this show. I'll just tell you that. I mean, that that was the whole the whole hook to a segment was going to be shouting him out. So. Uh... Oh man, did I kill your segment? No, no, you didn't kill the segment. Is fine. It's not. It's not about Mr. Ed. I assure you. So we're okay. Like, Listen, I'll go twenty minutes on Mr. Ed and my favorite Martian. I, I don't can do that if you want. I know of Mr. Ed. I don't um, think I, I've probably seen an episode of Mr. Ed ever. And I don't. It's know a talking I, horse. Yeah. That other than the talking, I don't remember any other aspects of it other than it has a talking horse in it. So what were what about what, was there a channel that those were on? Like were those like a Nick at Night when we were Nick growing at night up? Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm random. trying to remember because I, I I think I probably watched a few of those here and there. As you gotta kid, hook but... up. The, you gotta hook up your over-the-air antenna and watch like those sub channels. Yeah, my TV. That's my parents watch the hell out of that yeah. stuff. They find a way to get to like the my. It's like you know my. Well, ours. I don't know. That that might not be everywhere, but like locally in Chicago, it's called like my TV. So it's like channel yeah. thirteen point nine, and it's like it only shows like you know nineteen seventies uh, sitcoms. I'm just like, oh, why do you watch this? <laughs> but you know, any channel with a decimal point or a dash in the number, you're getting some funky shit. You know what you're getting? You're getting episodes of like Leave It the Beaver and ROH. That's what you're getting on channels that have a number and a dash. Because those are all the weird channels that Ring of Honor Wrestling airs on. You know those Sinclair owned sub channels, like you're saying, 13.9, 2. And then uh, you know, it's it's just on a loop. It's old sitcoms, episodes of Gunsmoke and uh and ROH wrestling. 
Comet is another one. You get the Comet channel where in, uh, in Chicago. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's, yeah. that one's just Beverly Hillbillies and Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And this is the kind of content we give you for the now 19 people yeah, listening see, to this. Yeah, see, see. You get, uh, you get, uh, no, so, okay, actually, I, I'm looking now. If we're talking 1960s sitcoms, I watched a shit ton of I Dream of Genie when I was growing up. A lot of the yeah. monsters. I fucking love the monsters. I uh, think you were horny for the genie. That's probably I mean, why you were watching I Dream of Genie. I, I'll, 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 I'll plead the fifth on that. But yeah, she's a, I mean, she's a babe. So how about Bewitched? Uh, I was about to say Bewitched too. Yeah, I watched a lot of Bewitched. See, I preferred I Dream of Genie. It was probably that little genie outfit. To be I honest. see. I did too. Yeah, for sure. Dick Van Dyke show I did, but I, I didn't really trust Dick Van Dyke. He looked like a weirdo, so I didn't really like him. Just Dick Van Dyke slander. <laughs> yeah, in that show, he just was weird. I don't know. I didn't trust him. He, nice he didn't seem like I didn't seem like that much of a man in the show. I don't know. No, he's still alive. Ninety-five years. Is old. he really? Wow! I would have yeah. swore he died in like nineteen ninety-seven or something. Wow! His brother died. Jerry Van Dyke. Coach. <laughs> I, I don't remember Jerry Van Dyke. So I'm sure that remember Coach? Enough. Yeah, yeah. He was in Coach. He was the uh, simple-minded assistant of Craig T. Nelson. The oh, okay. Guy to, I, was gonna say, I didn't know his brother was Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> that's Jerry Van Dyke. That's uh, uh, yeah. He died a couple years ago. I think he was almost 90 as well. But, uh, yeah, on coach, Craig T. Nelson had two assistant coaches. He had Jerry Van Dyke, and he had the blonde guy that looked like uh, uh, – uh, that guy's name was Dauber, the character's name. I don't remember the actor. But he looked like Dan Spivey when he was uh, on his first <laughs> WWF run, like the same bowl cut. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what Dauber looked like from uh, from coach. Yeah. So I always thought that too, like in real time, I'm like, man, he looks like Dan Spivey before he uh, became a member of the Twin Towers in WCW because then he had spiked hair. Probably, you probably remember Dan Spivey with the spiked hair. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember much from that early, early run. So The first run there where he's in, yeah, like the 86 WWF run yeah. where he replaced Wyndham in the American Express. <laughs> yes, a, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's something that's actually going to come up in the, uh, the WrestleMania randomizer here in a little bit as I'm uh, uh, approaching some early, uh, a few early WrestleManias are going to come up here uh, very shortly. And yeah, I have a lot of notes about the original <laughs> US Express and, and all the stuff around that too. That's a fascinating team as well. Just Mike Rotunda and Barry Wyndham in WWF in 1995 is like white meat baby faces. It's just so weird. Coming out to Real American too, which is the best part of all of it. So, Yeah. This should be the show where we just banter for three hours, and that could be the punishment for the people that are watching. <laughs> the people that are, are watching Iron Mike Tyson and fucking yes. stand and deliver instead of us, yeah. Yeah, because I could go all night. I could just keep going. On. You know, we, we can. I'll do another 20 minutes on Jerry Van Dyke if you want. I mean, uh, but, but, you know, eventually we're going to have to get to some of these topics, I guess. Um, but I'm just insulted that our audience just, uh, you know, they shit on us every time we go head-to-head with this dynamite. It's, uh, you know, I'm bothered by it. It's hot in here. I need to put on either the air or a Yeah, fan. My, my room is fucking real hot. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's gotten balmy here. Man, I'm looking at these 60s sitcoms. Man, I did not realize the 60s had so many, like, memorable sitcoms. Like, this is... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I didn't really watch any of these. Dude, I watched all of these. Every single one of these. Except for my favorite March, I didn't really watch much of. But, like, yeah, I didn't watch much Be- Leave it to Beaver. I, Jim Regina, I watched a bunch. I think Dennis the Menace I watched a bunch growing up. Like, all these things were on. Yeah. Like, was there any other decade that had sitcoms, or was it just the 60s? Because, like, all these well, Adams Family, the Annie Griffith show, that's my dad still watches the Annie Griffith show, like, fucking obsessively. That's probably what's on. I, I promise that 18, on 18.7, my TV, whatever, right now is probably the Annie Griffith show that my dad is, is watching. Flintstones, Brady Bunch, 60s as well. Wasn't that early 70s? When, uh, when, 69. When did that it says 1969 for the Brady Bunch. So just, just slipped okay. in there. So. 
probably like 69 to 74. That girl? Like that. Remember that girl? Uh, yeah, Margot Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that girl, yeah. Uh, she married Phil Donahue. Uh, <laughs> that girl. So Phil Donahue was banging her. Um, yeah, listen. I can go. I could do this. This is this. This would be good material. Her name. Her last name's not Thomas, but Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the actress. Yeah, yeah. That was that girl. Yeah. This is all the I shit that's on those weird too. channels too, like the Fubo TV and Tubi and all these shit. When you're like, what's on these things? You know, these dumb. We always talk about these dumb streaming networks. That like, why do they exist whatsoever? That Pluto TV, like you know, the, the the one that New Japan's on now that nobody talks about anymore. Have they even started on that channel? By the way, does anybody know? I don't think anybody watched it. Like, <laughs> they started. They started? Okay, they have started. All right, well, what? A, nobody knows. But, like, yeah, you go on to these weird things. You're like, what the hell? And then it's just, like, episodes of That Girl on, on Tubi or whatever. And you're like, who watches this? Yo, know, Marlo Thomas, her, you know, her father was Danny Thomas from the Danny Thomas show. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't. No. You're right. I have a Danny Thomas story. Please go. Yeah, great. Please. So my father was a contractor. He did work on Danny <laughs> Thomas's house. Your Italian father was a contractor. Well, listen, don't stereotype the Italians, okay? Um, was he a contractor story, or a contractor? He was a subcontractor. Subcontractor. I was doing the wink, know? wink, nudge, nudge. No, he, he was out listen, there doing I, work, yeah. Let's not talk about details. Okay, the point right. here <laughs> is he was at the – this was Danny Thomas's either house or apartment or something. They were doing a job. And, oh, a job, um, huh? He went through Danny Thomas's Rolodex. That's the story. <laughs> because he figured Danny Thomas would have very interesting phone numbers in his Rolodex. That's fair. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So this was years ago when, you know, Danny Thomas died in 1991. So Rolodexes were obviously a thing in Danny Thomas's time. But he went through Danny Thomas's Rolodex and he got all these phone numbers to like Mickey Rooney and all these fucking old Hollywood guys. So he comes home all excited with these phone numbers. But then we're like, well, what are you going to do with them? You're going <laughs> to call. Yeah, you're going to call Mickey Rooney. Hi, Mickey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> right? like, like, how does the next how does the next sentence go? When Mickey so Rooney answers, me, it goes, hello, yeah. how do you respond? Like, what's the next step? So even me as a 12-year-old, I'm like, this is cool, but you're not going to call Steve Allen. So what's the point? Like, wh- I don't understand what you're going to do with these phone numbers now. But, uh, yeah, my father went through Danny Thomas's Rolodex and stole multiple celebrities' phone numbers, which he then never called. So I think the statute of limitations has, has expired on that story. So I, I feel free saying that on the air. That my father went through this man's Rolodex, obviously a, a major intrusion of privacy. Uh, but considering Danny Thomas has been dead for uh, I don't know thirty-one years, yeah, there's a good I, chance uh, nobody from his right. estate is listening to this uh, right now either. I don't so. think anybody in that Rolodex is even alive. So <laughs> right. uh, you know. I was going to ask for Steve Allen's um, number because uh, he comes up in the WrestleMania randomizers as well. I have a very long Steve Allen uh, WrestleMania six. He was a big part of WrestleMania six. So I have a, a lot of Steve Allen thoughts uh, as well, and I was going to see if maybe I can. Speak to him firsthand, but I'm pretty sure he died like 20 or five years ago or something. We're so. on the same wavelength here. I keep bringing up things you're going to. I know up it's unbelievable. I, it's, it's like, I, and I swear, there's no. I mean, it's just it, it just happened. This WrestleMania randomizer has been a, a, a goldmine of, of of takes here and and things to get into. But yeah, when it when did Steve Allen die? I was going to say I could call him, but I think he died in 2000. Actually, I, it's less uh, longer than I thought he did. So good for him. That's yeah, 21 years ago now. You don't think of 2000 uh, being right. 21? Yeah, that's a long time ago. Right. So. Like. He's basically reduced to bones at this point, wherever he's buried. But like when you think of the year 2000 in your mind, that's not a long time ago. Yeah, right, but the right. reality is that's a long time ago. That's 21 years ago. Like in the year 2000, 21 years ago was 1979. <laughs> God damn it. 
You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So it's like, and I feel very old now. So you're right. It's fucking insane. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like there's always those things that like you'll see online where it's like if that '70s show took place today, it'd be like you know what I mean. Like where it's, if you try to do right, it, right, it's like well right. from it was it was this many years removed from this you know the '70s time period. And if it was today, it would be like and you see those and you're just like oh my god, you're right. That would be horrific. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like any year with the 2000 in front of it, you don't associate with being a long time ago. Right, right, right. But, you know, that motherfucker died before 9-11, you know? Which, again, you don't think was that long ago. I don't think of 9-11 as being a long time ago. We have listeners who were born after 9-11, though. Oh, plenty. Yeah, several. That's fucking sick. Like, I can't even wrap my brain around that. That there's people, there's adults listening to this show that were born after 9-11. The only world they know is taking off shoes in the airport and the fucking hellscape we're in. Right. That's all they Airports know. Airports being they, a pain they, in they the ass born. as opposed to the classic days of show up at the airport literally three minutes before your flight and you're in and on that plane and ready yeah. to go. I, I, Just run with a plane and hop on. That's all. <laughs> right. Like, I was, of course, not alive for the like walk up to the tarmac era time, which I can't believe that was ever a thing. The, and I that's, can't speak well, to I mean, that it should have been now. a thing because they had how many hijackings in the 70s? Like, that really should never have been a thing where you could just walk out of the plane with no sort of thing. But I was at least alive yeah. in the 90s where you could show up to the airport, you know, your flight's out. Ah, what's our flight? 10.30. All right. You, show, you leave the house at 9.30. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stroll up 15 minutes prior. Yeah. Or now, like, I dude, I get to the airport like three hours early. I'm like, just in case. You never know. So, Right. We're usually yeah, I'm the same way. thumbing through the fucking newspaper at the, or, you know, thumbing through the magazines at the fucking Hudson News and whatever stupid yeah. airport we're in. So. I'm still, yeah, I'm still operating on 2002 airport rule. Like, you better get there three hours early because. Right. They're going to check everything. They're going to swab you. They're going to take blood. They're going to do all this. And it's like, yeah, they've really kind of, they've gotten pretty lax about the security, but I still, I'm, I'm still, you know, they're so much more efficient now. Um, I was in an airport recently. I forget what for fucking funeral or something, but uh, I, I thought I was being slick. And I took my I took my shoes off like real early, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy who isn't fumbling with his shoelaces when he gets to the front of the line. And then I realized I was in an airport where you don't even have to do that anymore. I know it's weird. And yeah, then, ha- one of the Chicago airports you do have to take your shoes off; the other one you don't. And I forget which one it is even today. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm gonna fly out of one of them pretty soon and and, and forget which one it is. So. So instead of being the cool guy ahead of everyone, I was the only jerk with his shoes on. Smelly so, feet all over the place. Which you're yeah. like, this used to be normal. Yeah. We all did this before. That backfired on me. But the thing is, like, I'm so self conscious. If I know I'm going to an airport, I wear the best pair of socks I own. Like, I am not going to be that guy with the holes in his socks or the socks that he's owned since 1998. I think about these things ahead of time because I'm a crazy person. And I want to make sure that all the people there who are not even going to look at my socks, but if they do glance at my socks, they're going to see the cleanest, freshest pair of socks. Right, that guy, that, that guy cares about what he looks like. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I wish I could strive to be like that man right there. The, the Adonis well, in front of me people, <laughs> with perfect shoes. And, 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 well, yeah. yeah, because I want them to say that's a guy who puts a lot of effort into staying in top peak physical condition and he has tremendously clean socks. That's what I want them to say when they look at me in the airport. Because I know when I'm in the airport, I look at everybody when they're taking their shoes off because I'm curious if they cared enough to not wear terrible socks. And the fact is, a lot of people do, in fact, wear terrible socks at the airport. I don't understand it. You know, you're representing yourself out there. You can't be wearing socks with holes in them or just ugly socks. 
and the worst mismatch socks. What are you doing? Get it together. Get it together. (laughs) I know. Look, people are going to be seeing you. You know, get it together with the mismatch socks at the airport, you know? And then I'm like, oh, everyone's been walking around this place with their socks. This is disgusting. There's a great, uh, there's is... a great comment in the chat room that says, Joe and Rich trying to corner NXT's over 50 demo here with the <laughs> airport security. <laughs> Boo! Like, we're talking about socks and like, airport security. Oh, Have you so, ever, you so, have... the ninth, so talking about Steve Allen wasn't <laughs> cornering the bar, but airport security, that's the, where they draw their line. Oh, maybe it was the Steve okay. Maybe he's a little behind to talk about the Steve Allen part, too. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's maybe, true. Yeah. yeah. But um, he's not wrong on any of the accord. But yeah, no, it's, no it's, this is I mean, you know, so much of this is look, we're talking about people listening to the show born after 9-11. And we were just sitting here talking about Danny Thomas. So <laughs> they have no clue what's happening. But see, I never see that as an excuse. Circling back to TLB. Learn, here, yeah, learn about it. Yeah. Educate the yourself. fact she's never seen a movie like that's She always plays that card with me. She's like, well, this movie was out when I was three. And I'm like, so what? It's a it's a popular movie that people have seen. That's no excuse, you know. Uh, you, you should have seen it at some point. I hate when people say that. Now I'm all fired up about. Well, I was uh, uh, circling back to the sock discussion because I'm very fascinated by this because I I have very similar yeah. thoughts about socks as well. Uh, do you do you put like a special area for socks? Like if you're going on a vacation, do you buy new socks and those are like your vacation socks? If I don't have what I feel, what I deem. Is an acceptable pair of airport socks. I will buy a new pair of socks. Yeah, I, I do the same. I, I have right now, I, currently in the bag in my bedroom, uh, two new uh, boxes or packages or whatever of, of quote unquote vacation socks. Because it's not just the airport; yeah. it's also the I, every day. I, I don't want to have any sort of guessing game when I put my socks on and there's a hole in it or I, it, fresh new socks open from the package the entire uh, vacation. I want to. I want to live in luxury during this vacation. Underwear. It applies to underwear too. If the underwear is not looking perfect. New vacation underwear, too, for sure. I I don't know if I'm going to get flagged in that airport. Maybe they're going to see my underwear. How do I know? They don't strip you down, do they? Uh, not an airport I've ever been to. But... <laughs> All right. I, I might look shady to them, though. You know, they might be like, yeah. this well, guy. I do, I, like... do, I very often get, like, put to the side for, like, the special check or whatever. I don't know why. Mm. Um, yeah. It's always pretty. It was especially weird around 9-11, too, because I don't know if you remember this. And this is, this uh, again, this is not me, but it, like... You would always go through the lines, and they would do the, quote, random searches. Remember, quote, unquote, random searches? It was, like, always me, and then, like, the next nine, like, Muslim or Indian people behind me. And they're like, ah, you and these. They're like, oh, we're just going to go random. Uh, I don't know, these ten people and this guy. And I'm like, oh, come on. You were always the token. I know. They're like, oh, it's just completely (laughs) random. I guess we'll just take these two families all together. And then, oh, this guy. All right. I'm like, oh, come on. Rich was always the plausible deniability Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. We took this guy too. Like, look, yeah. we're not being we're not being prejudiced at all. We took that guy. <laughs> no one could be whiter than this man. <laughs> right. who I, know. I was like, chosen. what do they think about me? Yes. They're like, all right, get a white guy. Just find a white guy. Any white guy. Oh, that guy looks pretty white. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Find the whitest guy in this airport because yeah, we need him right now. The lamest looking white guy we could find, just so we could say, no, no, random. Look, look. Yes. And it was yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, I will just stick these uh, eleven people here, and oh, this guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. So what do they do? I've never been picked. Do they like uh, jostle your balls? Do they check in your armpits? No, yeah, they do. They do. They'll do. They'll, yeah. they'll patch you down. They have like an, an, a special wand, and then back before, I mean, they get pretty wild. They'll like you know, 
because you have to take your belt off anyway, and they're just like questioning, like, do yeah. you have anything else? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else you, you want me to have in here. And they're, they're, they, yeah, it, they usually that sometimes one time they um will do the uh, the finger thing too, where they'll like they'll grab you. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Well, no, not not no, no, not that finger, not that finger thing. <laughs> I shouldn't say. I didn't get a, a, a cavity search here. They'll do the thing where they Rich, wipe your fingers. What happened to you at the airport? Yeah. No, no, what no, happened no. to you, sir? No, I don't want to talk about it. Show me where the person touched you, Rich. Yeah. Show on the show on the stuffed animal where they touched you. No, uh, they would like they like wipe your finger, uh, uh, your, your your fingers to see if you have like bomb residue on them or something like that. And oh my just, like, god! I was like, come on! <laughs> like, and What's one of these, it was here? legitimately because I left my like Nintendo Switch in my backpack. And they, they tell you yeah. not to. They tell you take everything out, and I forgot take I had the switch out. in there. And they're like, and they're like and fuck this out. guy. Fuck this guy. What yeah. an asshole. So they decided to do the, this guy must have bomb residue all over his body because he left his switch in there. And, and believe it or not, I did not have bomb residue anywhere near me. So, no, Well, I mean, I like to be prepared guy. Belt is off. Uh, I don't even wear a belt if I don't have to. Um, laptop is out of the, the strap is off the bag. You got to just, I like to be the guy. I don't want to be the guy that everyone's mad at because. Holding up the line like, guy. Dope. Yeah. Yes, he leaves the laptop in the bag, and then the agent is like mad at you, and then the other agents are mad at you, then everyone behind you is mad at you. The best is it, just... it comes down the conveyor belt, and the guy goes, "Is this yours?" <laughs> like, and you're just like, "Oh man, yeah, yeah it is, it is." Yeah, they have to. He knows it's yours. Time. He knows yeah. it's yours. He could just talk I mean, to you. He could just say, "Hey, you left this in here," but he goes, he like makes a head nod. I'm doing the head nod here. You can't, you can't hear it, but you can. I'm sure you can see it. He does the head nod. and goes, "Is this yours?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Says, so yeah. Isn't it no laptops, no iPads, no uh, no gaming consoles? I'm like, yeah, it is, it is. Yep, yep. <laughs> you're, right, you're right. Yep, he's got to explain, re-explain to you. <laughs> right. And that's even with the benefit of they always have the one guy at the start of the line whose job it is just to repeat all that yes. to the people in line to remind you. He's got the shittiest job of all because he just has to repeat that line over and over for the entirety of his eight-hour shift. And then there's still people who will leave the laptop <laughs> dorks like me in their bag. <laughs> Despite the fact that the very angry-looking and annoyed-looking man repeats over and over, remove all laptops and iPads from your bag, remove all straps from your bag, please remove your belt, they still will leave the laptop in the bag. It's incredible to me. I just – I have a fear of being – see, some people don't care. They don't have like – they don't have that shame gene in their body. I have that. I don't ever want to feel like all eyes are on me and I'm being shamed. You know. But some people don't care about that shit. You know, so it's usually the same guy or the same girl with the two different socks on that also leaves something in the bag or attempts to bring a 48 ounce bottle of liquid onto the plane, even though we've been doing this for 21 years now. Like that's usually the same person. I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, in, in, you know, 2017, we have to take our shoes off, guy. I'm like, where have you been, dude? Like, yeah. Like that yeah. guy who looks around like, oh, we have to take our shoes off and our belt. And I'm like, where have you been, dude? Like you said, that 11 has been 20 years ago. Like, where You're 59. I'm sure you've flown in right. the last 21 years. You know, he you doesn't know look drill. around like this. Are you serious? Sorry, I take my shoes off. <laughs> well, he's waiting for someone to back him up. You know, he's, he's looking for backup is what he's doing. And nobody like, else. No Everyone's just back. head down. They just want to get through head this down. part. They're just they don't want to they don't want to cause any issues. They don't want the drug sniffing dog to be going nuts. They just want to get through their fucking they'll get through the line and go sit down and waste an hour and a half at Hudson News. <laughs> Thumbing through the, the magazines and eating their eight dollar trail mix that they have to buy. So 
that's what it all, their vending machine ham and cheese sandwich. Right. That's what it all comes down to, you know, uh, hanging out in the terminal, which I love. I love the terminal. You are a psychopath like, with your enjoyment of terminal. What I think we've had this discussion before. What are your what are your go to? What are the best airport terminals you've ever been to? I know you're a big fan of McCarran uh, Airport. Is that correct? I mean, because that's got the slot machines and shit, so you can gamble while you're in the terminal, which you know obviously is going to keep you occupied. So, I mean, you really can't beat McCarran. But uh, the rest of them are all the same. Look, the, the terminal just has so many little stories. You know, I like the stories that you could put together. You got guy sleeping against the wall who's been there for 46 hours, guy in the terminal. You got family with the rambunctious children where the father looks like, uh, you know, he wants to end his life. You got pilot getting drunk at the bar and you're wondering if that's before or after <laughs> I'm a big fan flight. of that guy where you're like, I hope yeah. that's that. And then he gets up and he walks and, he, and like you're kind of like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then he turns, you're like, oh thank God, <laughs> like he's going to do some other flight. You follow that guy to see if he's actually yeah, oh, going yeah, back yeah, to yeah, a... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he walks out of your plane, you're like, oh man, all right. <laughs> I, I actually yes. saw that man drinking at the uh, the, the pizza bar that we had in our... So. Right. You've got sexy stewardess with the, uh, with the bag on the wheels walking with a civilian and you're wondering if they're going to go fuck in a hotel room. Like maybe they met on the plane. It's just, I find the terminal to be so interesting. You go into the bathroom, you got guy who's basically taking a shower in the sink guy. You got him. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, I feel like it's an interesting cross section of the population. I make up little stories in my head for all these people. I like to observe and it's like a little adventure. I like when my flights get delayed. I'm the only person on you earth who enjoys a flight a delay. Maniac. Yeah. Because then I'm like, I then I have a little adventure in my head. I'm like, oh, am I going to get a voucher? Am I going to get an eleven dollar voucher that I could use at that half menu Applebee's? And that excites me, you know. And 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 then I, it's like, oh well, how am I going to kill the next six hours and forty five <laughs> minutes? Before I do get on this flight. And I love telling people on the other end, like when I'm, ah, you know, I got the flight delay. And I like giving them my new itinerary when I get a flight delay and plotting it out. I like to make myself a little victim. You know, I like to make myself a little victim and I recalculate my time, you know, and I wonder when it is I'm going to get to my destination. It's just all so fun to me. This is ridiculous. You know? Yeah. It's a little adventure. I, I guess you haven't been to some really uh, terrible because there, there's, you know, we're talking about arriving to an airport way, way too early. I remember doing that in Oakland. I remember arriving like way too early to the, the airport in Oakland, the airport in Oakland. I'm, I'm used to the Chicago airports where, you know what, honestly, I could probably wait. I could waste two hours just walking back and forth, checking the stuff out. Like you said, there's always people moving around. There's always things happening or whatever. This Oakland airport, the terminal was literally like the size of my house. It was like, you know, three, you know, three exits, one store, and that's it. And I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do here for two and a half hours? Yeah. Which is, is, is pretty tough. But I'm a, I'm a big fan of looking at you know, good, good window watching as well, good people watching. So, so I get it. I, I, I get it. It's just the food becomes an issue too when you're hungry and, and there's just nothing to eat and everything is expensive or bad or. Nah, you got a Chili's with one third of the normal menu. <laughs> that's, that's what you've got, you know. So you make do. Yeah, my thirty-seven dollar fucking shitty ribs. Yeah, perfect. I can't wait. So. Yeah, but you get the voucher if your flight's delayed. You get the little voucher from the. You know, it's always a random amount too. It's always like eleven dollars. Yeah, like, like, oh, cool, eleven just... seventy-six for having a late flight. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't just give me one why free meal. They... Just give me a coupon for one free meal. But I guess they have to have to keep it down to something. So. I wonder how to come up with a random amount. Like, why isn't it either ten or fifteen? Why is it eleven seventy six? I never get that. They must have some deal with these restaurants. 
in the airport. It must be like a percentage thing or something. I don't know. But then you're on the hunt. You're like, ooh, what can I eat for $11.76? You know? What can I get for free? I don't want to put out anything for this meal. So let's see how close I can get. Because then it becomes like the price is right. You want to find something to eat without going over. You want to get as close to that eleven seventy six as you can get without going over. And then you feel like you accomplished something. You know, they bring out your meal. That'll be eleven fifty eight. You you fist pump. You're like, man, I really took advantage of this voucher. I got it. (laughs) Here you go, (laughs) ma'am. It's like only eighteen cents to spare. Man, that's a nice job out of me. You know, but uh, I get into that. I like the uh, I like the terminal. Well, I'm glad somebody in the world does because I don't I don't know. I don't hate it as much as others. I don't hate it as much. You have helped me enjoy them a little bit more. I won't lie. Uh, Your your cell job of airport terminals has certainly made me a little slightly more interested in them and at least not hate my life when I'm inside of them. So that that, that I do. I do thank you for that. I'm now a frequent walk from one end to the other guy. Because you can take in a lot. If you sit in one seat, you can take in a bunch, but it tends to be a lot of repeat people. Same people. Like you said, you have to see the the, yeah. the, the, the guy sleeping and the kids or whatever. But if you walk, I mean, that, that really opens everything up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get floor buffer guy, employee that's buffing the floor all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Or, or airport employee driving the inside car thing that has no regard for the people in front of them. <laughs> right, they- right, right. They'll just hit that that horn once. That's all. That's the only chance you get because they're not stopping and they're not swerving. You hear that horn, you get out of the way because they're not slowing down. They're not stopping. They usually have an old person or uh, you know uh, maybe someone who's late for a flight on that thing. So they got no time for your bullshit. And you hear that beep, you better dive out of the way. I think they enjoy the fact that people are diving out of their way. Oh, for sure. Like Mad- yeah. It's oh, like Mad you got 92 it. when the ambulance comes on the field and just <laughs> fucking plows over all the – that's what those things look like in the airport. <laughs> Should we talk about wrestling at some point? I don't care. I mean I don't care to be honest, but – It's probably time for an ad read by now. You know, honestly, it probably is. You want to do it? Let's do ad read. Yeah. Let's go ahead. This episode yeah. of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends Joe at My – Bookie and Madness, the March Madness is over, but that is okay. You can still win with my bookie. They have NBA, NHL, MLB kicking off. Plenty of things to do. WrestleMania, odds up there at mybookie.ag uh, for WrestleMania. We might actually check those out uh, here. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to check those out right now. How about that, Joe? You want to do some some quick and, and dirty, try to get an idea of what the hell's going on in Vince McMahon's head game here? Let's do that. My bookie. Uh, by the way, it's mybookie.ag, right. promo code voices my bookie.ag promo code voices deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars as well at uh at my bookie there so let's see what we can do for wrestlemania if this comes up it's going very slow it. it's hurting it's good okay I'm ahead of you. there we go all right i don't have to do all these but uh wwe specials there we go yeah wwe specials is what it is so i got i got cesaro negative 200 seth rollins plus 160 yeah, Cesaro, a big favorite. Big favorite. Yeah, I am. I think I'd, I think I'd lay down some a little bit on uh, old Seth to do it. Especially after the rah rah job he did on Twitter this week. I really. Know yeah. This one, uh, I mean, this is absolutely uh, the, the right bet to do. But yeah, I guess you never know. Braun Strowman negative uh, six hundred to Shane McMahon plus three fifty. Do you really want to lay the minus six hundred on Strowman though? I don't, I don't because I think Shane could go off the you know top of the cage and yeah. like an elbow drop to a table or whatever, and, and and yeah, they could or you know ten guys interfere on on, on Shane McMahon's behalf. So that that's a 
That's an interesting one there. I love this. Coin flip here. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Negative 120 on both those guys. Minus 120 on both those guys. Yeah, they're both minus 120. So, uh, you don't, know. Don't Vegas bet that one. <laughs> don't bet that one because there's not much point. So, I guess. I say Vegas, but that's not Vegas. But, um, no, they, they look, the book sees this as a coin flip match. I, I agree. I have no feel on who's going to win that. So, uh, does this constitute you know. our, our WrestleMania preview at this point? No. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, we can get out of it. it. We can get out of it by just doing this. Not getting out of it. Sasha Banks, plus 200. Bianca Belair, minus 300. That's I do fair. think Belair's going to win yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too, yeah. The Bad Bunny. This one, I Freaks. almost want to. I mean, I know there's no chance in the world. You can't make any money, though. Unless you're talking about betting on Miz and Morrison. I'm thinking about, you know, at, what, at, at worst, you put 10 bucks on it. You know what I mean? And 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 I... I don't see any universe in which Bad Bunny is not raising the hand of Davian Priest after this, but but I like it. What I'm also going to take umbrage with, what I can do is do this bet, and then maybe I can ask them, hey, you have this as a tag team match. It's not a tag team match, guys. So give my money back. How's it not a tag team match? Because it's not. It's a singles match. What? It's, it's the Miz versus the Bad Bunny. Yeah, oh, you, you. You're a Monday Night Raw viewer, I thought. Yeah, it's a tag match no. now. Is it, oh, did they turn it into a tag match again? I didn't, yeah, watch, Raw. I didn't watch Raw this weekend. So. What's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was a singles match, I thought. No, they, they changed it to a tag after the car attack. Oh, shit. All right, well, there. Huh. So it's Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. They're minus 2,000. Yeah, okay, like I said, you can't make any money on that. Miz and Morrison are plus 800. But there's actually a prop on that match. Will Bad Bunny score the pin? Yes is minus 200. Uh-huh. Yes, no is plus 160. So... Um, I don't, you know, if I'm if I'm doing WrestleMania prop bets, on <laughs> you really got to look in the mirror. That's a mirror look for I, sure. <laughs> so New Day's plus one twenty against AJ Styles and Osmos Omos minus one fifty. Look, I think AJ Styles and Omos might be the best play on this board. That's a cheap number, and AJ has gotten beaten like a drum in this feud. They're winning those titles, so. And that's cheap, minus one fifty. That's not bad, yeah. That's where you can make a little bit of money. Uh, Mysterio and Dominic, who I will never care about, minus three hundred. Uh, Ziggler and Rude, plus two hundred. The dirty dogs. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Owens is minus two hundred. Zayn is plus one sixty. Uh, Rhea Ooh, Ripley's. Minus- I think you can make good. Mo- uh... Who are you liking that? <sighs> never mind. No, I. Oh, hmm. I think I like Zayn in there with, with with the Logan Paul influence in there, but Zayn's kind of yeah, a dork too. But I I don't know. Yeah, it, it's tough to say with Logan Paul being involved. So I don't know. Ripley's minus two hundred. Asuka plus one sixty. Um, the Fiend oh. is minus five hundred against Randy mm. Orton's plus three hundred. Hmm. I don't hate that. Remember, it's... the Fiend is the babyface. Yes, correct. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't hate that for just a straight up singles match. If it was a uh, a swamp alligator eating match, then you know maybe the Fiend would be my. Uh, I, I, but yeah, I, I think Randy Orton can win a singles match because it's just a wrestling match between these two men. Bunch of top Biggie wrist and locks. Apollo Crew. <laughs> yeah. Biggie and Apollo Crews both minus one twenty, yeah. and then the three way Edge is plus one ten, Reigns is plus one forty. And Debry is plus 200. So no matter who you like there, you're on the plus side of the money. So you're going to get good value no matter who you like in that match. But uh, Edge seems to be the favorite at this point. I like these ones um, too. There's some other props. Will Brock Lesnar appear at WrestleMania? Yes, plus 200. No, minus 300. 
I like no. I yeah, like the no I like side no a lot too. Bit. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. We'll see him punk up here at WrestleMania. Plus one thousand for yes, minus four hundred for no. So minus four thousand <laughs> or four thousand. Yeah, not not four hundred, four thousand. Which is obviously a lock, but the problem is you cannot make any money on that bet. I mean, you know, you got to bet thousands of dollars to make anything, so it's a waste of time and too risky. Um, Becky Lynch is even minus one twenty on either side. And then uh, will Logan Paul be put through a table? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I was hoping yes was. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not terrible value. For oh, yes. it's plus 900. Oh. If you think he's going through the table, you can make a ton of money on I that. I might do that. Yeah, I might have to do that then. He's going through a fucking table, right? Put 100 bucks on it. Yeah, I might. You can make 900 bucks back on that. That's not bad. <laughs> I'm thinking that's not a bad bet there. That's, a, yeah, there's no, that's there, the there same no... value. That's the same value as we'll see him punk appear, right? Did you say plus nine hundred? Uh, pretty much. Plus, Logan Paul to be put through a table plus nine hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. CM Punk to appear is plus a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. All right. There's not even another. There's no opposite side of that Logan Paul bet. They're only taking action on yes. That's a weird one, isn't that's it? That's a strange one. Yeah. Uh, 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 is that smart money? Is that there, smart maybe. money coming in there? What What are we doing here? I'm thinking maybe some uh, someone put uh, maybe they are. Uh, Maybe they're really exposed on no, so they took it off the board, and they want people to bet yes to even out their exposure. Well, I'm about to do it right now. Before. on the air. That's a, that's a good bet, I think. I like that one. This is all for entertainment purposes. Yes, only, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I would never actually. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't think we have to say that, though. Do right? we? Yeah I, don't, yeah, I think you're kind of done with that now. People don't say that for We're anything. We're advertising right? a fucking bookmaker. <laughs> we don't have to say it's for entertainment <laughs> right. purposes only. Wow, thirty bucks when two hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, we don't have to say thirty units. Yeah, we can just say Shit. thirty buckaroos. Fuck, all right. Yeah. Thirty ducats. Boom. You ever you ever say ducats? I do. Yes, because of, of uh, I, I say ducats a lot because of uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, where they say give them ducats every time they're on the ground. Like you shoot yes. somebody and you you walk over their dead body and it goes give them ducats. <laughs> That's true. So That's I, true. I say ducats very very often. Yes. Yes, uh, you can bet thirty Benjamins. That wouldn't be thirty Benjamins. The ben, that would be yeah, three hundred. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting three hundred. Yeah, or three thousand. Yeah, I'm that'd be three thousand. Rich is not going to bet three thousand dollars on uh, a Logan Paul prop bet at WrestleMania. <sighs> the limit the is nurse... twenty five bucks on the Logan Paul bet, but that's okay. I'll do it anyway. That's fine. Oh, it's a twenty five dollar cap. Twenty five dollar cap. Yeah, so yeah, I can win two hundred twenty five bucks if Logan Paul goes through a table. So why don't you do it? It's twenty five dollars. Oh, why don't, I, you do no, it? don't worry. I'm working on it. So yeah. I'm in the midst of, of literally clicking it as we're going. So, uh, he's Rich is making the bet. He got talked am, into it yeah, right I'm on the air. I'm loving that bet. I am loving that bet for sure. Nice What's that? Hundred on Logan Paul. I mean, that, yeah, going through that table. Bring Logan the Paul Masters there, this weekend as well. You could bet on the Masters. That's true. You got the Masters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The slip is in. Two hundred twenty-five bucks if Logan Paul goes through a table. How about that? Right on the air. Rich has placed a wager. On uh, Logan Paul going through the table at plus nine hundred. So, uh, what's the? Uh, I don't. Is this still the ad reader? No. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a promo code Voices to get that uh, deposit okay. bonus up to a thousand dollars. Again, just as I got potentially free money there with the Logan Paul bet, uh, you could potentially get free money as well. Use that promo code Voices. They'll give you a deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. You put a thousand dollars in, they'll give you a thousand dollars. Again, mybookie.ag promo code 
voices to do that. And as we mentioned last week as well, they a lot of times will do those kind of free bets. We talked about that. It was I forget it was Dodgers versus Rockies or something like that, and they they put the line at point yeah. five runs or whatever, and that was of course somebody yeah. was going to score a run uh, during that game. So anybody that bet on it, we heard from many people that did. Uh, they're all billionaires now, and they've all retired and quit their jobs. So uh, that could be you too if you uh, get in there. Yes. MyBookie.ag promo code Voices and uh, get that deposit bonus. Yeah, Masters, NBA, NHL, MLB. WrestleMania, wrestling prop bets, all it's all there. They had AEW Revolution up there a couple. That's weeks, right, so. I do remember that. Yeah, they've, they've kind of dabbled so. in the AEW stuff too, so that's pretty good. Live in game betting uh, as well, and as you can see, I, it was very easy. In in what was it three minutes? I was able to put a bet there uh, for yeah. Logan Paul. Thousands of lines and odds turn game day into payday. Of course, you can bet anytime on anything, anywhere with my bookie, mybookie.ag promo code Voices. You know, and even if you listen to this show on Saturday or Friday. You can bet on the Masters all tournament long. You can live bet it, so you don't have to get it in before. For, before oh, so Thursday. that's it. Okay, so you can kind of because that's. I mean, the, the odds on that is probably going to be like crazy. Well, never, I bet I bet golf all the time, and I never bet until Sunday. Because you're just throwing so. money away until. Well, I mean, the day Saturday. I mean, you could take a you could take a real. I mean, if you if you nail it, you'll nail it. I mean, you'll make a. But who knows? Yeah, yeah you're going to get better odds on. on before Thursday, sure. you're going to get better odds, obviously, because everyone's going to be on the plus side of the money before the tournament. But, um, you know, it's, it's yeah, the closer you get to the finish, obviously, you try to get decent odds. You know, some I try to take a look at these tournaments around the 10th or 11th hole on Sunday, and then I try to figure out who I like from there. And then uh, that's the way I attack the golf betting. But if you bet it today, you know, everybody's on the plus side of the money. Like Dustin Johnson's the favorite. He's plus 900. And he crushed this course in November when they played the Masters in November. Because remember, they had to play it in November because yeah, yeah, of COVID. Right, right. And he destroyed the course. I mean, he just broke all kinds of records. So it's the same course. But they're saying it's going to play harder this time around. Pin placement, things like that. So um, so we'll see. But, you know, obviously, Dustin Johnson, he's not a big favorite, though. I mean, Spieth is plus 900. They have the same odds. Uh, DeChambeau is plus 1,000. So Rom is 1,200. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but you're going to get good odds on anybody at this point. But uh, they'll match the deposit, Rich. They will. Yeah, so, good good stuff there. Yeah, yeah. so what Masters on, on Sunday goes pretty late in the day, right? That might Will that maybe butt up with the beginning of WrestleMania? I think WrestleMania is 8 Eastern uh, on Sunday. Uh, probably, it'll probably be over by They'll now. probably done around 4 or 5 usually, I'm trying to think, right? Right around dusk. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Because I, sh- I always, like, no matter what, I'm not a big yeah. golf guy, but I always watch, like, the final few holes of of. The Masters, you got it. You know what I mean. There's so much, so much history there. It's a beautiful looking course. The sun's setting. Everyone's hyped up. It's like a once in a lifetime moment. It's like I always try. I always try to, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I always try to watch the final few minutes of a uh, Stanley Cup, the final few seconds of, a, of an NBA final, the final out of a World Series. I always try to make sure that no matter where I am in the world or whatever I'm doing, I, I, I see those. You know what I mean? I always make sure to, to I'm sitting down and watching those. So I think I've seen literally like every end of the World Series. I don't think there's been one World Series where I, I got a notification on my phone that it was over. You know what I mean? I've yeah. always sat down and made sure I'm watching it. every NBA finals. I make sure I watch it till the final minute. Like, yeah, that, that that's, you know, those, those sort of poignant sports moments. You don't want to miss any of those. So. Masters, I always try to catch the last few minutes of the Masters. So, yeah, DJ he broke nine records in November Whew. on that course. Damn. So, I mean, so if I'm telling anybody, you know, if you're betting that today, obviously that's that's, that's, the, play. that's the play there. So, but my bookie daddy. Then when he's you know he's four over on Thursday, we're gonna get a bunch of messages <laughs> on Twitter right, right, telling right, me how right. stupid I am. Well, but it's golf betting, you know. Hey, he's not gonna be four over on Thursday. I can promise you that. Uh, I will have that on. I'm gonna have the Masters on the big screen. The indie wrestling on the laptop. I got my new couch today. 
I'm ready to go. Oh, you're good. Yeah, new couch for WrestleMania weekend. Wow, you're really excited about this uh, WrestleMania weekend. Right? New couch. And my back is on fire because I'm stubborn, and I haven't had a couch in my living room for four days because we got rid of the old couch. Wait, you know, because the new couch is coming. So we got rid of the old couch, didn't have furniture for four days. But because I wanted to watch the big TV in the big room, <laughs> I laid on the hardwood floor for four days, and now my back is just destroyed, probably forever. Okay, so how are we yeah. laying? Are we laying stomach first, looking up at the TV like a, a an eight year old, or like what are we doing? <laughs> no, I got like I got like, like one Indian of those, style. Uh, I don't know. Is that problematic to call it Indian style these days? But uh, I'm probably. Cherokee. I'm, no, I'm Cherokee. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that. So. All right, you're off the hook. Yeah. Um, I had one of those. The kids have a gimmicks that they lay on, like these long. Like oh, the body pillows, like a big body pillow. I guess so, yeah. And so I put that. Oh, those on are the horrific floor. for your an old. Uh, they can do it because their bodies are are just goop and gel. You're gonna yeah. be sore for fucking months. <laughs> you can't so I that, propped yeah. up the half of it against the wall. Oh, you're I was fucked. Like, is... You're so fucked. <laughs> so it's like I'm good. So I would sit there and watch my Reds games. Right. I I'd get three or four Coke Z's, so I wouldn't have to get up and get that. And I want, and then as soon as I try to get up, like my body wouldn't even move. Like I couldn't even. I was like, oh man, I think I'm stuck. Yeah, you're fucked. And then I get up, and it's like my back is just on fire. And the next day, what do I do? Because I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> I do it again because I cannot. Ex- Listen, I have five other TVs in this house, but I want to watch. It's fucking baseball. It's the first weekend. I want to watch the big TV. You know, I yeah, got the Reds hitting dingers left and right. You got to you know, watch the dingers They're on, on the fire. Big yeah. They're breaking all kinds of records. They scored 11 more runs today. Big four and one start. So, you know, you would think I would just go get like a dining room chair or something. Right. But no, I'm, I'm sitting on the floor, you know, in this. I didn't think of grabbing like a, another kind of chair until today, which doesn't make any sense. But the point here is I got my new couches now. There's nothing like a new couch either. You ever sit like the new oh, couch? Oh yeah, is just... yeah, it's great. The first fart is 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 tremendous. The ad, you got to build up the ass groove. That's that's a good part about it too. There's new parts of it that you've never seen before. You, the legs go up and down a few times. You're like, oh, look at that, look at that. <laughs> oh, you know what I got? You know what we got? We got these couches that all all every part of each of the couches has the electric gimmick which raises up for the legs and oh, for, yeah. for you're, the you're living back. you're living now they've got the uh they've got the slots where you can plug your phone in to the couch oh, so you don't even have wow. to charge your I was going I was going to say cup holders you've taken another level here with the the plugs yeah one of them has cup holders and then the other has the slots where you can plug your USB in Man. for your device yeah oh, it's tremendous it's tremendous it's so exciting a new couch is so exciting uh, but i get tired of furniture quickly like i've probably i've lived in this house 11 or 12 years and I've probably had five or six different sets of furniture. I just, I get tired of it. Like I get tired of furniture and cars extremely quickly. Like I will drive a car for two years and most people are like, Oh, it's still new. I'm like, nah, I need, I'm I'm tired of this car. I can't wait to get it. Same thing with the furniture. Like I just get tired of looking at the same furniture. So, um, Joe money bags over like, there. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Patreon must be doing better than I thought. Jeez. Hey, well, listen, new car every two no, years. Jeez. You sell the other furniture. I know. I, I'm then, just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, we had some fucking derelicts come down and get the old furniture on uh, Saturday, and uh, we sold the furniture to these geeks. They came with like a whole flatbed gimmick, and um, you know, so then you put that towards the new furniture. You know, it's like getting a rebate. It's like getting a little discount on the new furniture when you sell the old furniture. 
But if you keep your furniture for like 10, 12 years, you can't sell that shit. No, that shit's shit. over. No yeah, you got to throw it. that on the curb. Yeah, that's what I had to go through last summer. Where I just threw the shit on the curb. Nobody took it. So I had to wheel it back because I didn't have enough garbage stickers to actually throw this thing out. The garbage stickers are fucking insane to try to throw a couch out. So I tried to sell it on next door neighbor, and then nobody would come and get it, and then people were asking me questions. Eventually, I think I just took a chainsaw to it and just like cut it up into a thousand. Essentially, I just over the course of the next month and a half just like ripped it apart and stuffed it into my garbage, and then took it out that way. So, yeah, yeah. So if, if you you know you can like this furniture we only got a couple years we got a couple years ago it was actually furniture from when we combined the households. It was the Brit. Nobody cares, but the point is it wasn't that old. So. We were able to sell it and get several. I didn't think we'd be able to get anything for it because I'm like, this is fucking old furniture. We've been farting in it, fucking on it. Nobody wants this. There's been dogs on it, fucking. Oh, I forgot about the kid. first the first bang on the uh, the new couches. Yeah. Oh, I know. I can't wait. The, the the couches just came today, so I haven't had an opportunity to break them in in that manner yet. And you plug your I mean? phone in while you're doing it too, which is you know fantastic. You know, yeah, because you could watch the porn while you're doing it right yeah, on the phone. Fantastic. You know? But um. What was I saying? So I was like, you're not going to get anything for these fucking couches. And, and TLB's like, watch me. She used the uh, the Facebook gimmick. Oh, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Market. Oh, plenty of derelicts on that. I'm, no doubt the derelicts she, came for sure. Yeah. I was like, you're never getting anything for this. You're lucky. You'll be paying someone to take it away. And she put $500 on there. And there were messages just flying in for this fucking couch. Like, a Rich, within like three minutes. It was dis disgustingly fast. So then, you know, she uh, chose her fucking buyer. And they were here the next day and with their fucking flatbed. And they fucking picked it up. And I, I couldn't believe – I was stunned. I was stunned at her ability to sell that furniture. But, uh, you know, then you put it towards the new furniture. So that's like having 500 bucks off the new furniture. Might have to, might, might have to contact her next time I'm trying it because I do not have luck on, on Nextdoor or Facebook Marketplace. It's always just weirdos or people that want it for free and type stuff. Oh, so, don't yeah. get me wrong. These were weirdos. These were very weird. Well, like, when I say weirdos, I mean, like, yeah, every guy wanted to meet me in, like, the weirdest place that I've – I'm like, yeah. you know, I was trying to sell something, and I work at, like, a, a, a store. And I was like, well, you can just meet me at the store, and I'll, I'll bring it or whatever. And he's like, no, I want to meet in the alley behind, like, this grocery store that's, like, nowhere near where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not going to come to, like, the Food for Less yeah. alley and do a transaction. Right, 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 right. Like, right. I told you, like, I work at this place. Just come right into this store. It, it Like, my employees will see it. Like, the people that I work with will see it. Like, there's cameras everywhere. It's, like, an actual place. Like, I thought that was, like, a safe haven place. I was like, no, this is a, a functional business, and I'll exchange it there. And he's like, no, 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 only in the alley. And then I was like, oh, this is weird. And then, like, the next guy was the same thing. He's like, no, I'll meet in the alley. I'm like, all right, no, no, I'm not meeting in alleys of like Dollar General yeah. to, to do this transaction. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. These I'm people certainly were not giving these hell. people my address. That's not happening. So, yeah. I mean, they were sketchy as hell, but listen, they had the cash. They have, if they have 500 bucks and they have a flatbed, it's all yours, pal. So, let me tell you something. That's a good deal. Chris, That's a good deal for two year old, uh, two year old, uh, furniture. Though. Yeah. Like four or five year old couches. But they, they, they let me tell you something. Crisp hundred dollar bills. Crisp. Like straight from the ATM, like the the kind that are like, you ever have a crisp bill that's never been folded? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of annoying because you can't even fold it right. Yeah. It kind of like, you know, it doesn't because I, I like to really kind of fold them up a bunch and put them in a money clip. And those ones they they barely go. You got to really slide them in there to try to get them in. So still smells like new money, like those kind of bills. Nice. You know, I was like, I listened. I said you did a tremendous job. I have to hand it to you. You know. But now all day she's been down there redecorating because it's not just put the couch. Now it's what table needs to go in here. What's what fucking decorative chair 
do I need to order to yeah, fill things are going to get wild here now. She's got her decorating on, so yeah. that yeah, things are going to get especially with summer on the way. So I did my part. I moved the couches around where they where they were where they were wanted, and uh, that's that. I did my part, you know, and I sat down and enjoyed the new couch before the show. I watched the end of the Dodger A's game with my feet up, and uh, and now I'm getting excited because I got four days of this new couch. And uh, the TLB, they she already knows. Get out of my way. This is an important four days. You gotta, even though there's really nothing I want to watch in this <laughs> WrestleMania weekend, it's still an important important four days. Like it's weird. Like it's WrestleMania weekend. There's not like one match I care about on any of these shows. Um, but you know, there we go. But, good, good, good preview uh, for our <laughs> upcoming segments here. But I, uh, yeah. I can't say I totally disagree. But uh, we'll we'll discuss that here in a, a little bit. But yeah, you got a job to do. You got a job to do for sure. So that's right. Um, and and that's do right. it. We will uh, this weekend as we watch as many things as we're gonna do. But uh, let's okay. I hate to do this, but I guess we got to talk wrestling at some point. Uh, Will Ospreay won the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Joe, did you uh, did you see this? You hear about this? You've been reading about this. Of course, New we're Japan, gonna have different opinions. New on Japan this. Pro we're Wrestling, have, April fourth. We're gonna have different opinions. We are. We might even get in and do an this. argument. I'm gonna throw I don't it think out. Listen, I'm not that militant about my side on this one. I got to be honest, <laughs> but. Uh, you uh, we, 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 New we Japan apologist, opinion. you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I may just say, you know what, Rich? I respect that take because I, I really don't uh, have a ton of passion with my side of this. But I guess um, I guess start at the top with the main event, right? We have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he's finally done it. He's won the title that's been around since March. So um, Right, right. <laughs> Congratulations. This, this prestigious title, which has existed for uh, 27 days. And um, look, you were more bullish on this than I was in terms of whether they would do the title switch. They did. So you have to hand it to Rich. Um, he got it right. You know, I gave it a 25% chance. I think you put much higher odds on it than that. I think it was you 70. I think it was 70 on Will. Yeah. Yeah. So they did it. Um, I think Kota Ibushi comes away from it. I don't know if coming away from it looking like a geek is how I would exactly phrase it, but he doesn't come out of this looking good. Um, let's talk about his reign first quickly. Not good. No, I mean, like, not, I don't want to say all time bad because obviously there's some real stinkers in the, uh, you know, the, the annals of the, you know, heavyweight and the intercontinental. Cause we have to, we now Joe have to pretend that they're the same title in history. Oh, so you can do that. let's bring um, up the old bad IC title. I'm not going to do that. Cause it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, in the lineage of uh, old heavyweight titles. I mean, obviously there's plenty of bad ones, but as far as like modern history, like modern new Japan of that, you know, the post Okada era, or I mean, even going into the Kojima era and the, the Tanahashi era, I mean, this is this is an all time stinker. I think. I mean, there was just and, and and COVID or no COVID, it was not good at all. I mean, it, it was very weird. It was short. It was met with a lot of strange. I mean, the matches themselves. There were some matches that really did deliver, but in terms of like stories, in terms of everything that went around it, in terms of just what it. I mean, in the midst of this time when he was champion, we get a brand new title. We get all this weirdness with unifying the titles. We get weirdness of of of, of unification matches and stuff. And then he just he comes out and he just loses it right away. I I I don't know what. Yeah, this is a not a good title reign for a guy that that I mean waited so long to get to this point, and so many people were ready for this to happen. And yeah, you know, we're gonna look back on this one and just go like, oh yeah, he was the champion for like three months. That's strange. Well, I mean, obviously Wrestle Kingdom was very good for Kota Ibushi. Uh, he beats Naito in a great match. He beats Jay White in a great match with a great which we story. called by the way for people that don't uh, don't forget that we called that. Yeah, we did. I mean, you know, uh, so 
he wins it, and that was all very good. And then, look, this wasn't all his fault. I didn't think like Kota Ibushi didn't have good performances during this title reign. Um, look, it's not his fault that Hiromu got injured again, and he had to wrestle El Desperado in a, you know, unless you're a like New Japan hardcore who was into the idea of El Desperado being in such a big spot. Let's just call that what it was. That was a match that was dead on arrival. Um, they didn't excite the ticket buying public. Um, you know, they did the best they could putting Despy in that spot, and I enjoyed it well enough. And I'm a Despy fan, and I'm glad he got a little bit of shine. But it's not Kodobushi's fault that that you know Hiromu got bumped out of that match. Um, it's not Kodobushi's fault that we had this weird booking leading up to this title unification where he's defending the Intercontinental title against Tetsuya Naito, which took a lot of the juice out of that match because it's just weird where he's defending the other title. That's not his fault. Uh, it's not his fault that we're still in COVID and there were clap crowds. It's not his fault that Sonata just was not very good at New Beginning in Hiroshima. Um, so there were a lot of things that weren't Kota Ibushi's fault. And I think he his performances were very good in this title reign. I thought his performance, and we're going to talk about the Osprey match, I thought he was outside of that uh, lawn dart spot, which just was that utter disaster. I thought Ibushi was very good in, in the title loss as well. A lot of things weren't his fault and were out of his hands. So, But at the end of the day, this was a messy title run. You had the unification nonsense that, that you know nobody likes or most people don't, don't like. Uh, you had the you you know he missed out on the Hiromu match. You had the weird intercontinental defense against Knight. It's just a a weird title run. I don't we, even know if the I, best way to describe it. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know if it was as bad as as bad as it was weird. It was just from the beginning. It always felt uncomfortable. It always felt weird. He never quite held the belts right. Like quite almost literally didn't hold the belts right. He kept like dropping them or whatever. It was just like a a perfect sort of a symbolic thing. Is like yeah, he just couldn't quite. The titles were just never really quite fit him. They were never quite there. And then I'm going to unify them. No, wait, I'm going to defend the IC title. Okay, now we're going to unify them. Oh, wait, now it's a new title. And yeah, like, I, I, it's just, it never, it, it's honestly been my problem with New Japan for ever since they came back from the New Japan Cup during COVID. I just, this company is weird as fuck. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know. They're so weird. They just do a and lot of not, weird stuff now. I don't understand any of it. It's so weird. And let and let's not forget the shitty angle with Willow Spray and B Priestley to set up this match, right, which, which was again, completely unnecessary <laughs> on all levels. Which is not Kota Ibushi's fault. Like, there's a lot of things here out of his control. You know, he he didn't make any of these booking decisions. It, it's he just has to go out there and wrestle, and he did. And it's just it wasn't a well booked title reign. They were unfortunate in some respects with COVID and and, and injury. Um, but it's just a weird weird title reign, which really peaked the night that he won the two titles. I mean, that's where it peaked. Um, so it was a forgettable title run. And now we move on to Will Ospreay, who is the new champion. He wins the match 30 minutes and 13 seconds over Kota Ibushi. And I guess I'll go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And what I thought was an excellent match. Um, shade below match of the year level. Can't call it match of the year level. I would go somewhere four and a quarter, four and a half. This is the classic couple of times a year where I go four and a third. Cause I can't decide. Like I thought it was better than four and a quarter, not quite four and a half. Um, and you know, we're going to get that guy in the mentions that goes, well, actually a third is not the midpoint between a quarter and a half. <laughs> no one cares. 
No one cares, math nerd, that that's not the midpoint between a quarter and a half. People know the point I'm trying to make. But um, no, I thought it was a really good match outside of that lawn dart spot because I thought Will Ospreay was really awesome in the match. I mean, he has completely changed up his style of wrestling. He wrestles with a ferocity. He wrestles with an anger that fits the direction of his character and the story of the feud. Whether you like the story or not, he wrestled to that. Uh, He was stiff. He was aggressive. His shit came across nasty. And we've seen that with him as a heavyweight. He's not wrestling the same way he did as a junior. Now, every now and then, he'll bust out some of his incredible athleticism. You know, uh, we saw it against Satoshi Kojima with some of the plunder spots they did where Will, you know, is doing 450s through tables. And, you know, uh, and, and, and he'll still do um, like some of the stuff against Zack Sabre Jr. where he's doing a lot of his, uh, uh, you know, taking from the old junior playbook with some incredible sequences and athletic stuff. But in this match, he really just beat the living shit out of Kota Ibushi. And really, that's been the story of a lot of his heavyweight matches. The match he just uh, – where he beat Shingo in the New Japan Cup, same way, where he took most of that match and really just took it to Shingo physically. I think the story here is not only establishing Will Ospreay at the championship level, but also establishing that he is a legitimate uh, heavyweight who wrestles a heavyweight style. And I think the last couple of matches he's had has established that. So he was great. Uh, Abushi, I thought was tremendous as well outside of the lawn dart spot, which is one of the ugliest spots you'll ever see completely fell apart. But I thought his, he bumped like a madman. I thought his selling was tremendous. I mean, the story of this match was Will Ospreay physically dominating Kota Abushi, and Kota Abushi worked his ass off to get that over. I mean, writhing on the ground in pain and moaning and, and just it, this guy was just bigger and stronger and too tough for him. And Abushi fit his role in this match uh, really to perfection. And there were a couple of key spots. Uh, the running boot to the face by Osprey, which which knocked Abushi out of the ring. I thought that was a great spot. Um, they opened up with some uh, with some mat work, which was like better than what you would think it would be with these two guys. And then uh, look, and, and the big key for me, Osprey wins clean. United Empire is not is a heel unit that gets heel heat, but they're not cheaters. And that is very important. Uh, we talked about when this stable was formed. If they're another cheating unit, I, I we can't take that with Bullet Club already in the picture, you know, and Suzuki Gun to some extent. But they're not. He won it clean. He won this fucking title clean in the middle in a great match. And Look, it took me two days to watch this match because I wasn't looking forward to it. People know we have New Japan malaise and we're down on it. And, you know, when I finally watched it, though, I felt a lot better about New Japan because the match was good and I really liked the post-match stuff. But I'm going to save that and let you talk about the match. Go ahead. So I think everything that you said there is valid. And I think I have a lot of similar thoughts to you in that the work itself I thought was tremendous uh, other than the lawn dart spot. I, I like the will. I like the way that Will is approaching his matches now. I like the brutality, like you said, the veracity that he has now. It's just totally different. It's, it's, you would have never believed watching this Will Ospreay and the Will Ospreay from four years ago, three years ago, hell, two years ago, you would never believe that this is the same guy. Because, I mean, the, the, the mass is obviously there. And he's obviously built his body to, to to be a heavyweight. But he also works a heavyweight, too. He'll still, occasionally, like you said, he'll do a, a flippy-do here or there. But it's all done in the context of a match a little bit more than just, hey, look at how athletic I am. Hey, look at what I can do. When he does the flip, it's that, hey, I have that, too. Like, I'm going to beat your ass, and then, oh, yeah, I can also flip and do this, and I'm more, way more athletic than you, too. And it's it's I like that that part of his game is 
is still there, but it's now done as like the real kind of ace car, you know, the, the, the ace in the hole that he has is like, you know, yeah, I can also still high fly and do all this sort of stuff too, but I don't need to. I can just beat your ass uh, instead. So I like that. I like all that. The problem though that I had is when the match was over, I didn't care. And I never in a million years thought that I would see what I thought the entire time as I'm watching it, a very good match between Will Ospreay and Kota Bushi, two of my favorite wrestlers of this generation. Will Ospreay, a guy that we've been talking on this show since we, I, I don't know, maybe not since we started this show, but a guy that we have been talking about and we have been saying how much we love this guy and how we think he's going to be. 2014. 2014 I mean, easily, yeah, easily 2014 on. We've been talking about how this guy is going to be a star. It's undeniable. No matter what you say, no matter what, you know, he's ruining the business, he's doing this, this guy is going to be a star. We've been doing that since 2014. We've been saying that. And believing it, not just doing it as a stick, like straight up believe, like believing it and, and, and constantly hitting it over the head that this guy is going to be a star one of these days. Since all those times, Kotobushi, one of my favorite guys, they're going to have an incredible, a, a really, really, really good match. It's going to be for the main title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Will Ospreay is going to finally prove us right and, and, and prove everything that he's work- done and all the hard work or whatever. And he's going to win the title and he's going to be Kotobushi. And the one, two, three is going to hit. And I'm just going to go, eh, yeah, all right. And that's where I was after this match. I, I don't know. I it's I I the malaise is, has really just cast a shadow over New Japan for me right now. It is I, I can't. And then it makes it worse is that the post match comes up and it's fucking Okada and Shingo. And I'm I'm just thinking in my brain, you there's no way in any universe you told me even a year ago that Will and Kota would have an incredible match for the main title. Will would win, and then Shingo and Okada, who are also my, these are like literally four of my top ten favorite wrestlers, like going of this generation. All those guys are going to be in the ring challenging one another in this company in New Japan for wrestling. And I'm just going to go, eh, yeah, whatever. And but that's where I'm at with this company, and I don't know why. And I don't. Hopefully, I I, I can shake it out. Hopefully, I can get it going. But I just right now I can't. It's just to me the title win meant absolutely nothing because this title means absolutely nothing. Uh, I didn't feel that he really like. The difference of him winning that title, the IWGP heavyweight title, the title that had been that lineage you can date back to X amount of years or whatever, that means so much more than winning this dumb, stupid title that they're still pretending has shared lineages or whatever. I don't care about him winning that title. I thought the build to getting him to this point has been pretty shitty and unnecessary and weird. And I'm not, again, we talked about it in the show, but just to clarify, I'm not, I, the Will stuff, whatever. I, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people. I don't care. You know, I, I like... We know about it. We've talked about it. We've addressed it many, many times. I'm not going to do that again. Go listen to that. Yeah. Thousands of other shows where we've addressed the Will Ospreay thing. I'm just talking about it in a vacuum right now, watching Will Ospreay, the wrestler versus Kota Ibushi, the wrestler and, and the build that happens in this company with those two guys. Even when you in, in just that context, even in that vacuum, I think they've done a terrible job with Will in terms of like the build that he's had and, and the things. And, and I, I like the character. I like the United Empire. I like everything that they're doing there. But the B thing was was just dumb. I just didn't like it. I just haven't really enjoyed the way that he's approached this character in the last few weeks and, and, and the build to this, which I did not think needed that much. I don't know. I, I I'm right with you that I thought it was a tremendous match, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I just didn't care when it was over. And I, 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 I find okay. I, I was startled so by that. Really? I was really just kind of shocked that I didn't care when it was over. Well, hold that thought because what I was prepared to come on this show and say this week was new Japan for me at this point in time. And you basically just expressed the same thought is a promotion where I know I'm going to get great matches, but I'm basically getting them in a vacuum because I really don't care about anything that's happening in the company. And that's kind of what you're expressing yeah. right now. It just sucks because right. this was a company I did I just did saw care. this great match. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're basically saying, all right, I just saw this great match, but I don't have any emotional attachment to this, and I don't really care about who wins or loses, but you know, I saw a great match. And 
I really have felt the same way about everything that's been happening in, in, in New Japan basically since the COVID restart, with the exception of maybe Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, where I could really get into it. But it's really just a promotion I go to where I know I'm going to get great matches. Right. Um, but then the post-match happened, and they did reel me back in to some extent. Am I all the way back in? I'm not. But I thought Will Ospreay's promo was fucking tremendous. He was so good in that. that, And listen, with his promos, like he's very hit or miss. We all know that he lays some absolute fucking eggs, some total duds at times when it comes to promos because it's never been his strength. But I do think there's times where people are way too hard on him when it comes to his promos. Um I think some of that is just the fact that people don't like him and it bleeds over into just criticizing everything he does. Some of it is some of his promos are legitimately bad, but there's times where he has like really great promos and and he doesn't get credit for it or promos that are fine and people will dump on them like they're the worst thing they ever heard. And I don't think that's fair. This promo I thought was great. He had confidence and you could tell that he was drawing from some real life frustration. Over all that shit we're not going to talk about and probably just uh, personal growth and accomplishment that he's at the top of his field now. And he, and I think he was feeding somewhat off of the people who are his detractors. And it really came through. And I thought that the promo uh, had the right kind of heel energy for what they're trying to put across uh, with this uh, faction and with his character and with that title win. And then when Shingo, when he called out Okada, because that's important. He called out Okada. I do not understand the criticisms that people are like, well, why is Okada getting a title shot? Because the champion called him out. I mean, we've seen for years in New Japan where all you need to do to get a title shot is, is saunter on down to the ring. And we always make fun of that. It's funny how people can overlook that for like 10 years and now get mad. And that wasn't even the case here. He called him out. Right. He called, And I think there was an interesting thing. And I wanted to note this as well is that I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's so New Japan being, you know, this professional company and Okada shows up in a t-shirt and jeans or whatever. He didn't know that he was coming out. That's, and I'm sure that called out. And exactly. I think they thought about that. And i like that. That was where I was like, okay, this company still does know how to tell some stories. This company still yes. does get it because Okada can't come out in the fucking rainmaker robe and his gear or whatever. He can't come out looking like a million bucks. He's fucking packing his bags, ready to go. And then will Osprey, you know, calls him out and he goes, all right, well, fuck it, dude. I'll come out then. So I like, I like that a little attention to detail that he did not come out in his gear. He didn't come out, you know, in, 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 in full regalia because, because he wasn't ready. He wasn't prepared to get called out. I like that. Right. And then Shingo comes out and he's like, well, hold on a second. I beat this guy. Right. And he came out in all his gear and was looking like fucking Shingo. <laughs> that was the last dragon coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew he was coming out. He's probably the guy who was planning on coming out. Like in, in, in kayfabe. I always, lo- I, mean? I always love, we always joke about the kayfabe, like the curtain where it's just a thousand guys running to the curtain. Yeah. And Hiroki Goto gets in first. All right, here we go. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, I yeah. love it. They're just pushing and shoving their way to get through this curtain. And oh, damn it. Goto came out first. Okay. Yeah, but he comes out and he's like, well, wait a minute. I beat this guy. And me and you have the rivalry. I should be first in line. Right. So I, I got that guy, I, that reeled me and I got into that because number one, it all makes sense. Of course, Ospreay wants another crack at Okada. This, he's now the champion. He's done everything except beat Okada clean 101, uh, one-on-one. Because he beat him in the G1, but with the help of his boy, with Okada. So the one thing eating away at Osprey now is I want to beat this motherfucker and definitively put him in the rear view. He beat me at Wrestle Kingdom. I want this guy. So I was like, that makes sense, and I'm into it. Shingo comes out. I'm into it. And here's the other thing. These are like the three best wrestlers on earth. How can I not be into this on some level? 
Okay. Will Ospreay to me, probably since 2019, has been the best wrestler in the world. I think in 2019, he was so far ahead of everyone that I won't even consider another option. 2020, you know, you can make arguments for other people, Goshi Ozaki, uh, Hiromu, whoever you, you know, I don't think it was as clear cut. And this year, I think he's been the best wrestler in the world so far. And, and here's the thing about this, too. This guy's going to win Wrestler of the Year. He's going to clean up on the awards because, first of all, he's already ahead of everybody else to some extent. But now he holds this title and he's got matches against Shingo and Okada in front of him. Then he's got a G1. So for people who hate Will Ospreay, you're really going to hate award season. It's going to be a bad year. It's, yeah, if you hate Will, it, it might be time to find a new hobby <laughs> this year because he ain't going away. So, And a lot of people claim that they are, and that's fine. But it's like in terms of giving up on new – I guess we get into that later. But – Listen, this guy is set up perfectly to like clean up on that sort of shit. Um, but yeah, so that reeled me back in to some extent because I think it's all logical. And these are great wrestlers. Look at the match Will Ospreay had with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. It was incredible. Look at the matches he's had with Shingo. So to me, I'm thinking to myself watching this, all right, we just had this very weak title reign by Kota Ibushi, which we just talked about. We don't have to relitigate all that. We had this weird thing with Evil last year. This could be a title reign that like gets us back on track. Will it? I don't know. Do I trust New Japan right now? I don't. But could these next two matches get us back on track and get us where we need to go? Set up the G1, set up Wrestle Kingdom. You know, the Okada match is going to be, I think we all think Will Ospreay is going to beat Shingo. So will the Okada match, which is going to take place in the Tokyo Dome, by the way. I know it's a fake dome. I can't dome. believe I can't believe we have multiple stadium. We're going to talk about it here in a bit. Multiple stadium shows coming up over the next month. I mean, they're going to have a rematch in the Tokyo Dome. That's going to have a ton of intrigue because that right now that feels like a 50-50 match. I could see Ospreay getting his win back. I could see Okada beating him again. And then o- Okada becomes the big hurdle that Ospreay has to overcome now if i'm telling that story i wouldn't have had osprey beat him in the g1 even with the interference i think that cuts into it a little but looks listen new japan has been booked real weird the last year and that's another little weird thing like i know that was the impetus for the turn but i don't know to me this all feels a little more exciting than the weird kota abushi reign felt and a lot of people are now in the title mix that I'm super into. So to me, I'm a little more optimistic about New Japan than I was before Will Ospreay won the title. I, I, I think that's fair. fair. No, I, I think that's fair because I think the thing with Coda is you never were quite sure what that next step was going to be. What story were they telling? I mean, the story they were telling is that he wanted to unify the titles, but they never the way they told that story was just strange. Like you said, it didn't. He said, oh, I want to unify these titles. And then like nothing happened. And he was just carrying around both titles and then he was defending one title and then he was doing it. it, it and that seemed to be the story of Kota Bushi was I'm going to defend. And, and he, he did. I mean, he unified the titles eventually, but not in any of the ways that we thought he was going to. But it just felt like they never were quite sure what to do with Coda during this reign. And maybe now we know that it was all just a, you know, a short-term little transitional reign to get to Will. And you're absolutely right. Now with Will, you can look at the roadmap and you can see, okay, he's got this match and then this match and this match. With that said, who the fuck knows? I mean, Okada might beat him at this, at this dome thing and it goes right back to Okada and then who, who knows? But at least right now you do you, you see the roadmap for at least a month or two. Whereas Kota Bushi, you had no idea what the next step was going to be with Kota Bushi. It was so weird and so strange. And again, like you said, that's not really his fault. And, and, and maybe 
maybe it's not New Japan's fault either because maybe they had the plans of the Hiroma match and, and that was going to be a big deal and that was going to be a big moment and they just didn't feel right doing that big moment or whatever against Eldis Brown or whatever. But I, I don't know. It, it, it just... I don't know. It, it's, it's felt... The whole Ibushi reign just felt weird and, and I'm ready to hopefully have a reign with Will Ospreay that just feels like they, they have a plan. They've, they've got it. They, they, they have this roadmap. They're ready to book up through Wrestle Kingdom or whatever. You just hope they do that because it ne- just for whatever reason, the Kota Bushi reign just never felt like they were all the way in or all the way invested or, or whatever. It just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just strange from the beginning. He won the titles and from that, like literally immediately afterwards, it felt just very strange afterwards and never, never quite felt right. Never quite felt like they had a direction. Well, look, I get it and I get your apprehension. Look, I'm not saying that like you're crazy for not being, because what this company has been really since they came back has not been great. And it's been, and, and the booking, if it, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic is the best way to put it. So here's the way I look at it. The best wrestler in the world is the IWGP champion. And he's wrestling Shingo and Okada. I mean, just from a perspective of, I know I'm going to get two great matches. I'm going to be excited on some level, but I'm going to give them a chance to get back on track with the booking and the storytelling as well, while I'm watching what almost assuredly are going to be tremendous matches. Um, I also think since, you know, I, I think we have to defend the company a little bit from this perspective. I want your thought on this. They have really, COVID and clap crowds have really sucked the life out of a lot of important moments that would have probably come across a lot bigger under normal circumstances, you had the LIJ breakup and ensuing feud last summer. That would have been, there's a good chance that that would have been red hot in front of crowds, right? But COVID sucked the life out of that. You had the Kota Ibushi story finally wrapping up at Wrestle Kingdom and his ensuing title reign, and COVID sucked the life out of that. You got Will Ospreay after all these years, finally ascending to the top and winning the IWGP title, and COVID suck the life out of that. And it's like, we have to acknowledge that a lot of this really is COVID in the clap crowds. It's not all of it. And you and I have been complaining about the other things for months and months. But a lot of these moments, a lot of these things that have happened in New Japan over the last year or so, uh, very likely would have felt a lot bigger. And maybe that would have helped a lot of people's enthusiasm levels, but it's been a year of this, and these clap crowds are fucking terrible. I've been complaining about the clap crowds from day one. There were some people who were able to get into them early, but it feels like everyone has finally come around on it's just fucking weird, and it sucks the life out of everything. So from that perspective, the company's been, you know, like everyone else, they're dealing with this COVID, and they've been unlucky too. Well, yeah, you know? and, and and I, but th- that would be my retort to that is is – they're not the only ones that this is affecting and, and many other companies across the world have been able to, and have been able to create moments that have really sunk in and moments that I've liked and moments that, that have felt important and felt like they mattered or whatever. I'm not going to give new Japan the, the, you know, the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they, they're dealing with the same COVID that everybody else is dealing with. And somehow Noah for a half a, an entire year was able to kind of hook me in. AEW has been able to hook me in uh, many times. NXT we've talked about many times in, in, in matches and moments that have, that have kind of hooked us in. New Japan's hooked us in at Wrestle Kingdom with, with, with that. And that was COVID clap crowds or whatever. So I, I don't know if I can completely let them off the, I don't think you're wrong in that sense, but I think that they've adjusted very poorly. And the drop off from what New Japan was to what New Japan is with the clap crowds and the moments and all that sort of stuff, the drop off has been huge. 
I don't know that I can 100% say that's because of COVID and the clap crowds or whatever. I think it's it, it's probably a very, very large part of it, maybe more than we all kind of want to admit. But I do think that there there is something to be said that there are other companies out there that have made moments feel special and feel important. And, and I don't know that New Japan has really done that outside of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and, I, and I'll say this. With all of that said, try to picture this company right now without United Empire. There is nothing. Oh, they're fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I I love the Hanare. We'll talk about him in a bit. I mean, I thought that was awesome. His debut. No, if you take, if you just struck, if you took United Empire out of the the mix and, and, and Will's not in the country or whatever, he's doing whatever. This company's fucking dreadful. (laughs) I'm probably not watching it, to be honest. Anything with any juice in this company revolves around that, that unit, which has been a blow away success to me. I mean, you know, um, outside of Will, I mean, we are great Ocon guys. We've been into the Ocon. I thought Hanare's debut was excellent. Um, you know, Jeff Cobb has looked incredible. These guys have chemistry. If you would have told me a year ago the, that these were going to be four guys, I would have told you they're not going to have any chemistry. But they do. They have great chemistry. I didn't think Jeff Cobb was going to fit in. He fits like a fucking glove. I mean, all of the, the most exciting shit in this company since that unit has formed has been that unit. There is nothing else going on in this company, and that's a big problem because you look down card, and Rich, I can't get into any of this shit. I mean, we're going to talk about some of these cards, but uh, let's move this along because we got to get to all the WrestleMania stuff too. So let's – you want to quickly go through this card? I got it. I already have it pulled up. Yeah, yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah, uh, let's do it. So let's talk about – there's really not a ton to talk about anyway. So no, <laughs> we can get through it very quickly, um, I'd say. We'll go backwards. So the semi-main event, Rapongi 3K, who never lost the titles in the ring. They win back the junior tag titles against Despi and Kanamoru. They have new theme music. Um, Yo has it some sucks. new gear. That theme music's terrible. You know what? I think it's going to grow on me. I think it's, <laughs> it's so bad. You're wrong. I think it's different enough that I'm going to like it. I found myself head bobbing to it after uh. they won. I was like, all right. This is, this is kind of cool. You know. Um, what's not cool is this tag team never fucking breaking up or doing anything different I know. just so acting I think- like nothing changed and yo's back and shows back it yeah it, it, it to me it it's it, it's almost in in some way kind of a slap in the face of because I, I always i mean the way i would have structured this match is that yo's out there thinking he's old times and a fucking desperado can just take his fucking knee out and pin him and just go no you're not ready to come back yet man you gotta come you gotta come a little bit better than that you gotta make sure you gotta test that knee out a little bit you gotta have some matches first before you're ready to come and beat us and you know that can lead to dissension between show and yo because show can say hey look i'm ready man i was on my a game but yo your knee is it fully ready are you ready to come back all that sort of stuff no they're just bouncing all over the ring and they sell their knee a little bit and then they end up winning anyway <laughs> it was just like oh all right like i, I don't i, I, I I want him to struggle a little bit when he comes back. I don't want him just coming yeah. back and he's right in the same place that he was when he left. I mean, that's just that's just slapping the face to everything that, you know, it, it, to me, it makes Desperado and Kanemoro look like. Because it's not like they didn't attack his knee. I mean, that's all the match was about was those dudes fucking destroying his knee. And in the end, it just didn't matter. And I, I don't know. That, to me, it, it, it left me with a kind of a sour taste. For decades in Japan and in any other promotion, Yo takes the fall in that match. But modern New Japan just, they've ignored that. The, the tradition in Japan has been a guy comes back from injury, he loses his first match. And I'm talking about major stars, Hall of Famers. Come back from injury, you lose your first match. It's just the way it goes because they tell the story that you're talking about. You're not 100%. You're not yourself. You're getting into ring shape. But New Japan doesn't follow – modern New Japan doesn't follow that script. Um, they've got new music, new gear, but it's still not enough for me. I'm tired of this team. The match was fine. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with the match. Um, 
I feel like they wrestle. They have wrestled this team a million times. They probably haven't wrestled them as many times as I think. But my perception is these two teams have faced each other 79 times in the past three. I just – I'm tired of it. Um, And I don't know. I just – what do you want me to say? Yeah. It was an okay match. Yo should have lost. He won. Rapongi 3K. Because they want to sell their pervert books and their fucking photo books, they're never going to break them up and they're never going to do anything with them. Um, you know, so that, you know, it, it's as, as long as people are buying their T-shirts and buying their porn books, it, then they're not going to make a move here, unfortunately. Um, Tanahashi and Kojima defeat Bad Luck Fale and Jay White. I don't know. They did a cool pose at the end. <laughs> I kind of like this match a little bit. I yeah. thought this was. Oh, you liked I, it? Okay. Well, then you talked about it. This is a little okay. bit better than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say it was good, but I thought Kojima and Tanahashi were a good little team. I, I kind of like these guys. I kind of hope this thing sticks around for a little bit between these two guys. I can see there's a nice little chemistry there. There's a nice little. And, and Kojima doing the. He's throwing the arm all over the place. He's throwing those lariats all over the place. I kind of I kind of liked it. I mean, no, it wasn't good. And Bad Luck Folly, Bad Luck Folly is fucking true horrendous he's just terrible terrible but uh i thought kojima and tanahashi were, were, were pretty fun in this match and yeah they, the post was cool so i just kind of hope i see this team more i like this team i i, I could definitely uh I definitely get used to kojima and, and, and tanahashi you know it'll never happen but i would keep them together and book them all the way to a title shot which they would then lose that would be a nice story these two guys channel in the past yeah oh I'd sure have beat all the undercard teams but then lose to in their championship attempt. And then that's the end of the little story, right? But New Japan's never going to do that. They never do anything interesting like that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's an interesting, good story. So they're not going to do that. So they're not going to do that. You know, it's, it's, and we've been saying this about the tag teams for years and years and years. Um, so the surprise man for United Empire was Aaron Hanare, no longer Toa Hanare. Cool new look. When the camera panned on him, I didn't recognize him. I was like, is this a Japanese guy that jumped from another company that I don't recognize right now? Because I didn't say his name at first. And then when he took the sunglasses off, I was like, oh yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's Toa Hanare. But look, he looks tremendous. He looks like a badass. He carries himself well. We've all been begging for them to push this guy, and they're going to. He got the pin on Sonata. He has like a fireman's carry takeover uh, fucking, what do you want to call it? The fucking kind of a Death Valley Driver type thing, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it. Yeah, <laughs> Joe and Rich Cena describe moves is usually not a good segment. So we'll just, yeah, you know. What Cena call his the uh, uh, the fu or no the attitude adjustment? Sorry, I went with attitude the, adjustment. Thugonomics. I went Doctor Thugonomics style. But yes, the attitude adjustment. So yeah. So uh, and he pins Sonata. So look, I we talked about it a little bit. I think he's a good fit. It wasn't the most exciting uh, X because it's the guy that most people thought it was going to be. He tried to fool everybody by posting fake pictures on Twitter and whatnot, and he did fool some people. <laughs> people. Well, I think it's um, going to be Hanari. No, he said he's in Australia. Okay, well then, yeah, he said he's in. Okay, well then, it clearly can't be because nobody would ever lie on Twitter. Yes, wrestlers, uh, we, can we please, can we please, please realize that these men are professional liars? Yeah. Please, can we just try to not have Twitter be gospel? And when somebody tweets, I'm stuck in Japan, I can't get into Japan, maybe not say, oh, well, then he's stuck in Japan. I mean, maybe, maybe he's lying for the purposes of a professional wrestling angle. He said he went home after the last tour and was quarantining (laughs) in New Zealand. 
Well, good on him for, you know, I mean, you know. It, I love that people can still work sense. people in 2021. It's fantastic. But, man, it, it's just, yeah, the people that just, oh, my God. No, he said he's not there. Well, okay. <laughs> if, he, if the wrestler said that, that I believe, I, I unilaterally believe every single wrestler and everything they say. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah. On Twitter. <laughs> Which, smart on him. Guy, the people that are using Twitter as a promotional tool, those wrestlers fucking get it. So many wrestlers don't get it and are absolute goddamn geeks on Twitter, and some people get it to make themselves get over and, and, and use it positively. Aaron Herner used it positively. Good for him. Goto, Okada, Ishii, and Yano with Yoshihashi, 10-man tag. It's Togo, <laughs> Evil, Kenta, Ishimori, and, and Yujiro. I have nothing to say. I was going to say, Joe, the, fl- <laughs> the floor is yours. On that I, and the next one, too. I, if you take it away, Joe. Tell me all about well, the, the next Well, Dokai and Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. defeat Jado, Tamatanga, and Tamaloa. But the big story here is the Iron Fingers taken away by uh, Sugabayashi or whatever that guy's name is. So we're going to have a ladder match for the Iron <laughs> Fingers coming up. So they at least did an angle in that match. Um, yeah. And the ten man tag, I guess, sets up a, uh, a six man title defense. Um, but yeah, this was not a you know this is like the worst Sakura Genesis ever. Um, invasion attack, whatever you want to call it. There's nothing on it. It's a one match show. I mean, it's all about the main event. Junior title match was okay, and it was just a bunch of tags. And I guess you had the Hanare debut too. But this was more like a third string destruction and Bipu kind of show, where it's like the third worst. It's the worst of the three, like new beginning and wherever the fuck. And it's like the worst, you know, that's what this felt like. It's just, there's right, nothing right, going right. on on the undercard. And or like, yeah, the one that gets main evented by the IC title of your, of your double shot, you know, your, your, yeah, like you said, your destructions or your power struggles, or it's like the second, the one that where the IC title gets defended. Then the next night, the, the world heavyweight title gets defended. And there's just a little bit more juice to that second show than the first one. But yeah, this yeah. is, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're easy watches because you pretty much can turn your brain off for about 95% of them. So I guess that's cool. Um, I suppose. But yeah, the Hanari, yeah, that was cool. I guess I'm excited about that. So, all right. So the big matches on the tour, which start on the 10th, um, I will throw the mat, the big matches at you and we'll give some pithy thoughts because they're, they look, the Corican shows look better than usual. Um, I, I will say that. Uh, I will say this Corican show on the, uh, on the 13th. Check out this semi-main event for this show. We've got Toru Yano and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Dick Togo and Gato. Oh, God. That's your Dick semi-main Togo, event. Dick Togo and Gato. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's some people that are going to say, is, oh, it, well, is it 2021 or is it 1994? They're going to say, oh, that's cool. Dick Togo is great. Listen. <laughs> L- listen to me and listen good. Okay? And this is not revisionist history. I said when Dick Togo came back, in 2018 or whatever it was, 2017, 2018, that he was not the same anymore. I was saying that then, and it was unpopular, okay? He has not been good. And listen, he had the great match against Harada last year in Noah, okay? But people think they're getting Dick Togo, like vintage Dick Togo. He's not that anymore, and he hardly ever wrestles. So um, anyway, on the 15th in Corican Hall, we had uh, – uh, the main event of that one. Okay, so we got two tags. Bushi and Naito versus Cobb and Okan. And Sonata and Shingo versus uh, Hanare and Osprey. So that all makes sense because Shingo's the next challenger. And Hanare has a singles match with Sonata. And Naito has a singles match with Okan coming up. So those two matches will have some juice. Cork and Hall on the 15th. Um, same thing. Tags between Empire and LIJ just with the partners uh, swapped. And then 
Let's see. Oh my! Did this company? Let me tell you. Uh, Cork and on the 18th. Get into it. <laughs> terrible radio. As you're just uh, with the least amount of enthusiasm ever reading these cards. It's incredible. Same thing with the two tags on top with the partners mixed around. So you're getting a lot of Empire versus Sounds LIJ awesome, yeah. well, yeah, I guess. tags. But LIJ, here you go, Cork and on the 19th. Can I make a comment about LIJ as well? I mean, that, that yeah. unit has no juice right now. Am I alone no in that? Juice, no Just juice. nothing. No, no I mean, juice. Shingo, yeah, but, like, I kind of forget Shingo's even a part of them, and, like, Naito comes yeah. out, and you're like, oh, yeah, Naito, like... It's yeah. I, I don't know what is going well, they're on just, there. Well, 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 they're just not doing anything with Naito now. I mean, that, you know, but... um, Yeah, but anyway, the 19th, this is okay. How about this? Ishii versus Yujiro. Goto versus Taiji Ishimori. That's the one that I'm supposed to get into. Is Ishii versus Yujiro. Well, I'm giving you all three of them. There's okay, three. Okay, ma- there's okay, three. Okay. All right, all right. Goto versus Taiji Ishimori. And okay. Yoshihashi versus Kenta in your main event. Hmm. Obviously setting up the six-man title match that's uh, happening. There are some good wrestlers in those matches you listed, and there are also some wrestlers that are not good in those matches you listed. All so. right, we can't get rich into it. Yeah. On the 20th, let's see if we get them into this one. Let's see. The next night is the never open weight six man titles with those same six men on opposite sides of the ring. <laughs> no? No. Okay. All right. Well, I think that uh, well, might be good. No, dude, you know, honestly, uh, no, no, no. I, I should preface that by saying Yoshihashi is incredible in never six mans. That's his Wrestle good. Kingdom main event, is any never open weight six man match. So actually, I will be into that because that dude is awesome. The crowd gets into it. He gets into it. The, his teammates get into it for him because they know he's a dork and there's nothing else that he really likes. Or, you know, he's, he's never going to achieve anything like real. And this is it for him, so they, they kind of rally behind him, and I, I kind of enjoy that. So I'm into that one. The 26th, Hiroshima Sun Plaza. You ready for this? Let's see if we get rich into it. Let's do it. Bushi and Shingo versus Cobb and Osprey, third from the top. Sonata versus Aaron Hanare, semi-main. And your main event, Tetsuya Naito versus the Great Okan. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Man, Okan's going to beat his ass in the middle of the ring and pin him, isn't he? I think Naito's getting his win. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah. I don't know. He shouldn't, though. He shouldn't. Here's the thing. Yeah, they, they're, if they're going all in, if they're really doing it. And who fucking cares? Naito can't be hurt. Right, right, right. I, man, that's so then tough. you, If I'm booking, if you're booking, Okan beats him again. And then when Okan wins the fucking never title or the whatever the fuck title... Then Naito can maybe get his win back then and beat him for. You worry about that later. I'm not worried about Naito being hurt. I'm worried about getting new people over. That's a bigger concern to me. And Naito can get this guy over if he loses, but I think he's going to get his win back. Um, wrestling Satsuma no Kuni on the 28th in Kagoshima. These are back to back nights. The first show has the. Main event is for the junior tag titles. It is Rapongi 3K versus Kanamaru and Desperate. Oh, of course. <laughs> Who else? Yeah. I don't know how anyone on earth can be excited about that. I, I just, I don't. Uh, semi-main event, Rich. Big title match. Toriano defends the King of Pro Wrestling title against Evil. Evil. I'll let your <laughs> silence speak to that. So the next night on the 29th, Look, I think they've put effort into the tour. Um, next night on the 29th, it's the LIJ and, and Empire Tag. Oh, no, 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 it's not. Semi-main event, Naito and Shingo versus Okan and Osprey, who eats the fall. 
So that's a really good tag between LIJ. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not bad. Yeah, the thing with these shows is that if there wasn't 37 of them, this would be really good. Like, the, there, yeah. there are, like, three or four really awesome shows in these 36 matches that you're, you're mentioning here, you know. Main event, Hanare and Cobb against the reunited... What's the gimmick name for Tanahashi and Ibushi? Golden. Uh, the, Star no, the, uh, the, the, oh, fucking. what were they? The, uh, fucking, oh, God, this is going to be the worst because they're going to have a thousand people on our mention. <laughs> freaking, uh, oh, my God, what was that golden team called? Fuckers yeah, golden. The golden Fuckers. We'll go with the Golden Fuckers. I'm sure that's what the name was. Whatever their name is. Uh, golden, uh, Golden Aces. Golden, golden Aces, right? Golden Aces. Golden Aces, yeah. Golden Aces. Um, Tanahashi and Ibushi reuniting. Face Hanare and or Go- sorry, no, it was Golden Star Ace. Remember, the star was uh, we had to uh, copy and paste the star in all of our reviews to make sure we had it right. So, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, Bailey and Sasha had a gimmick name for their team that I didn't even know until they broke up. It's the boss the Golden- in the hug connection. Are you talking about that one? No, it wasn't. It was the Golden Rule or some shit like that. Golden, because uh, I, the first time I, because they were number one in the PWI tag 50 or so, I don't know, or something like that. No, they were number two to the fucking FTR. And they were in there by their gimmick name. And I thought at first it was Abushi and Tanahashi, but it was actually Sasha Banks and It's Bailey. Did you find it or no? Uh, the Golden Role Models. Golden Role Models. I never heard you, that if you life. If you gave me a thousand, if you said, Rich, who are the golden role models? I think I would have listed 150 tag teams before I got to Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. I would have found every combination of gold dust and somebody else. I would have found every combination of, 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 I, I'm, I'm, yeah, there, no way in, in, in universe. I, golden role models. Okay. You're telling on yourself for not being a smackdown. I know. Right. Ball. I know. I'm not a stan. No. Uh, Road to Dantaku, no, that's nothing. Um, we are going to go to uh, Wrestling Dantaku on the 3rd and the 4th. The show on the 3rd is Zack Sabre Jr. We're versus Tom at May? We've only gotten to May? <laughs> is May 3rd. This is the end of the tour. Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tangaloa. Taichi versus Tamatanga and an Iron Finger from Hell ladder match. So I am into this, by the way. Okay. It, it's, it should suck, but you take a match that I know is going to suck, and you add some wrinkles to it that make, make it not suck. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into at least putting a story together. I'm into trying to something new. I'm fine with this match type. I'm okay with this. And then Tanahashi versus Jay White for the Never title, which feels colder than ice. Yeah, my God. Other than them staring at their abs and going, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There's really nothing else to the build. I so. mean, does anyone care? No. I, I, okay, I've... and then the next night, obviously... Um, Despy defending against Yo. So I guess that's why another reason why Yo won. Basically, the junior titles are just a prop to set up, you know, uh, junior singles title matches at this point. And then the main event, of course, is Willow Spray against Shingo. If you care about such things, and we rarely talk about COVID attendance, this show sold out in under 24 hours. Second night of Dantaku. Not the first night. With Tanahashi and Jay White and the stronger undercard. But this one, with Willow Spray versus Shingo and nothing on the undercard, um, sold out in, you know, 18 hours or whatever. So, food for thought. I mean, look, I don't like talking COVID attendance. I think it's all fake. I think there's too many factors to digest it all. But it's getting harder and harder to ignore because it just never goes away. Um, 
But we have a one-on-one comparison. These are shows back-to-back. This one sold out. The other hasn't. So I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'll just let that hang there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel right positively talking about COVID attendance. I don't feel right. We, we've mentioned that before. That's kind of been our stance. But yeah. it, it is important to note. It is something to note. But yeah, I, I, what it means, I, I don't know that I, I can. I don't know. I can confidently say, oh, yeah, definitely. Because who knows with these crowds? Who knows? Well, it means to some extent people are into that match. Right, right, right. At least at, very at, quickly. At, at its core, you can say that people are at least ex- excited enough to purchase tickets when that has not been the case for some events over the last few months is, is probably the best easiest thing you could say about it so which leads us to do you buy the idea that people are canceling new japan world in droves due to willow spring never happens it never ever happens it never never, ever happens there was i and i mentioned it in the uh the rumble rewind i think i did the the rumble rewind rewind series i did at voice wrestling com slash patreon there was remember the time when when Dana Bryan didn't come out, I think the 2015 Royal Rumble, he never came out and everybody was pissed and canceled yeah. WWE Network as the number one trend on Twitter for like three days. And Dave writes in the Observer that WWE Network subscriptions rose over the course of like that because yeah. people were interested. Oh, what's going on? What's going on with the WWE Network? Like, it and never... I can assure you, and I can assure you, the Twitter backlash to that was an avalanche compared to the Twitter backlash yes. on Will Ospreay in terms of numbers. Yeah, 10,000 times bigger deal than, than this Will Ospreay yeah. thing. So uh, I don't know. Yes, maybe the, the, the people in your bubble, 10 of them unsubscribed or whatever, but nothing that's significant enough to make New Japan go, oh, my God, what have we done? No. <laughs> you know, oh, dear yeah. God. Like, Sukabayashi isn't sitting there going, oh, dear God, what have we done? We've ruined our company. Well, <laughs> like, here's the thing. I, I don't deny that I'm sure there's some people canceling their subscriptions because there's there's people who fucking hate this man's guts. Oh, of course, yeah. And when when pe- when when we when you say that, and this is the thing that always when when you say, oh, it's not going to affect people. Think, well, I I canceled. My, yes, I know you are one person. <laughs> you know what I mean? You and oh, well, my friend canceled. Okay, that's too. But like these idea that like you and 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 people think that their their cancellation is so much more outweighed over the majority, and it's like it, yeah, it's insignificant numbers it, every single time. It's is, listen. Do I think a few dozen people have canceled? Due to Willow Spray, sure. yes. Do I think maybe a couple hundred? Do I think a couple hundred people have, have possibly canceled? I do. But until you start getting into the thousands, it's it, it does not matter. Now, do I think that there have been people who have canceled because they're just sick of New Japan's bullshit in the grander scheme? Maybe Willow Spray being part of that? Yeah. But again, I don't think it's going to get to uh, – Numbers that are meaningful, I just don't get because it never does, and I don't get that impression. And I really think when it comes to the Willow Spray stuff specifically, it's so much more amplified in the bubble we happen to be in. And I don't think it's significant numbers of fans, even in the West, definitely not in Japan, they just sold his match out. But even in the West, I don't think it's the significant number of people that I think we all sometimes feel it, it is, but it really isn't. It's we're in that bubble where it's people that are going to complain about such things. There's a lot of people, even though no one really wants to hear this, that either don't give a fuck about any of this drama, either way, or, you know, don't think the guy's a monster. So I don't think that people are going to be canceling. I think it's you have to be very careful extrapolating what you see from your carefully curated Twitter timeline and from, you know, reading some Twitter threads to the greater. I, I just don't get the sense that it's going to be this avalanche of, uh, you know. And here's the thing. If you were going to cancel New Japan due to Willow Spray, wouldn't you have done it by now? Like, what were you waiting for? He's a top guy. He's going to be a top guy for as long as he's there. 
Uh, maybe you were waiting for him to win the title. Okay. Um, but I think a lot of people that were going to lose interest in New Japan specifically for Will Ospreay have already lost interest. I mean, whatever yeah. impact Japan was going to feel, they felt it already. And it obviously wasn't enough to sway them on anything. So I don't see why the people who faced their last straw this weekend are, is going to make that much. I, I don't. It, it, it never does. Yeah, it never does. And it, it, never, it applies to everything. It applies to, it applies to restaurants reviews. It applies to every, you're always get, the negative reviews, the negative comments, the negative replies, the negative screaming, the negative trends or whatever. Those will always outweigh the silent majority, majority who just kind of say, ah, whatever, or, or, or like it and don't feel the need to go on and say, I like that match. I'm going to subscribe to New Japan World. It, it, you're more, way more apt to have a bunch of people saying, I hated that match. I'm unsubscribing. It's just a lot easier. And, and yeah. our society just kind of, it, 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 it's geared more towards screaming about negativity versus, you know, the positive, any positive thoughts. It, it, you know it from the, the restaurant industry. I, I know it from, you know, doing any sort of social media. Very rare. We have to... It's it's like pulling teeth to get people to do positive reviews, but you bet your ass if there's something that went slightly wrong at at any of the stores or any of the restaurants or whatever, we're getting one star reviews up up, up the wazoo. So yeah, it's just it, 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 very rarely do you leave a restaurant and go, ah, that was a good meal. I'm gonna go home and review them onto it. But if it was a bad meal, oh boy, you're not getting you're getting to that car and and firing up Yelp or firing up Google Maps and 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 telling people how terrible it was and all that sort of stuff. So support for the Voice Wrestling flagship podcast is brought to you by Manscapes, the best in below. The Waste Grooming for Men. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I should make a reference. It's not just for men. I'll I'll tell you. Even in my household, uh, Manscaped is not just for the men. Everybody can use this thing. Anyway, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men and women and everybody worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FLAGSHIP at Manscaped.com. Again, not VOW, not Voices. FLAGSHIP at manscaped.com manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever the lawnmower 3.0 it's their third generation trimmer and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0 which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed cut free and smelling nice down there you got the crop preserver and anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer you also have the crop reviver you put those two together and your balls will not sweat smell or stick anymore uh, manscape throws in two free gifts as well into the perfect package a pair of high performance manscape boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day as well as a travel bag to store all of your grooming goodies so again 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code flagship at manscape.com again 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code flagship at manscape.com unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped all right WrestleMania, Joe. Finally, yeah. WrestleMania weekend. Eight hours of audio on the uh, the flagship and the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network feed uh, with myself and many other contributors to the Voices of Wrestling uh, Podcast Network doing eight hours of previews about every single one of these shows. So I know them top to bottom. But, Joe, you said you do not know them top to bottom. So do you want me to run through the shows here real quick and, and give you an well, idea? I know, the, I know the WrestleMania card top to bottom. You do. We'll, we'll, we'll get to WrestleMania. But you want to talk the indie show first? And then, and then oh, we'll, you want to go through the indies? Okay. Let's go so through the indies. You- how do you want to handle this? Do you want me to uh, um, bury uh, a burial scale, or do you, or tell me? Uh, well, like, Joe, do, here's what we're gonna do here. Okay. Okay. Remember how we got in trouble a few years ago? I'm fully prepared again. We're doing it again. All right. Okay. I, I cue the music. All right. Honest. 
So you cannot hear this, but the uh, classic Family Feud music is playing in the background. The 70s style Family Feud music. I was going to use that to, uh, to shout out Mikey Falcone, but you uh, stole my glory here. All right. Richard Dawson. Richard, yeah. The, the classic Richard Dawson days. So I am going to run down all of the cards for you really quickly. All right. And then I'm going to give you a selection of matches. And Joe, I want you to predict which of these matches take place on which show. Can you do that for me? Oh my god, I don't even know the show. <laughs> so if I said Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, you would say WrestleMania, correct? Right. If I said Edith Surreal versus Lady Frost, you would say... The Ally Cats Real Girl Hot Show. There you go, ding, ding, ding. You're, you're, two, you're two for two already, so there you go. All right, so these shows are... Well, we're not going to do this one because that's already done. Uh, no Peace Underground Fatalism. That's happening as we're recording this on Wednesday. You also have NXT what? Takeover. There's a Wednesday Stand- show? There's Wednesday shows. Yes, this one uh, is already over. I think I saw some gifts earlier. Uh, NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver Night 1. That is uh, just concluded as we were recording this. I have no idea what happened because uh, okay. we weren't watching this. But we're not counting those as official WrestleMania weekend shows. Things really get started here. Thursday, April 8th. IWTV's Family Reunion Part 1. That is at noon. Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. That is also at noon, part of the GCW Fight Package as well, GCW Collective Package, I should say. Uh, IWTV Family Reunion Part 2, that is at 3 p.m. So I hope you're taking copious notes here. I, I assume you are, I'm right? writing all these down because I don't even know the show. So. <laughs> you can also go to voicetherestling.com and, and, and find them pretty easily. The Acid Cup, Joe, GCW Acid Cup 3, that starts at 4 p.m., day one of the two-day tournament. Then we have Crab Pro Wrestling. We wrestle with Mania. That is at 6 p.m. We have Flophouse Wrestling, Booza Palooza. That is also at 6 p.m. From the same location, both Crapper Wrestling and Flophouse Wrestling are, res- are running a show from the same venue at the same time. Apparently at the same time. I, I-, I don't what? know how it's going to work. but <laughs> I-, I don't know, Joe. Are you making some of this shit up? I am not making any of this up, Joe. This is all official WrestleMania weekend stuff. Uh, I don't. I am fascinated by this, so I hope that somebody listening is going to this Crab Pro Wrestling show or or Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza, which has ten dollars all you can drink, by the way, at, the, at Booza Palooza, so we can see how this works and what this looks like. Anyway, uh, sticking with Thursday, loaded day on Thursday. This is why we're doing the podcast. Wait, today. these are just Thursday. This shows? is just Thursday. That's why we couldn't record on Thursday, Joe. We got to be here does for the, all hold these on. shows. Does the does the game only apply to these Thursday shows? No, Joe. All the all the WrestleMania weekend shows. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> ICW, No Holds Barred, Volume 11, then and now. That is at 8 p.m. from 81 Bay Brewery uh, on IWTV. Uh, Thankfully, this song, let me make sure the song repeats. Okay, it is going to repeat because it's going to be a while here. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6, that is at 8 p.m. as well on Thursday, one of the marquee events of WrestleMania weekend. Coming back here at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Then you have NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2, that is also at 8 p.m. And Joe, that is not it. No Peace Underground Murder Mania at 11.59 on Thursday, getting right in under the gun. And it's an indie show, so I'm sure it will start at a prompt 11.59 and not Friday morning at like 1 a.m. or whatever. And guess what? For the culture, also Thursday at 11.59 from the Cuban Club GCW Collective Package there. So, okay, you got those are Thursday, right? Is there a handy place where I could see all of these shows? Uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com is a fantastic place to do that. Yes, I can uh, also. I, there's a spreadsheet. You want to send? I can send you a spreadsheet. I did, that I might want, be a little I bit easier. Want, I wanted you to plug the uh, oh okay. the site. Oh, I was okay. setting you up there. VoicesOfWrestling.com. Um, we have previews for all that stuff. If you actually need a spreadsheet, I can give it to you. So I do. Please, okay. please send. All right, I'm going to put it in the chat room then for you. Um, this game is going to fucking stink. I don't know any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were very unprepared this year, which I I, I appreciate this. Okay, year. can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
Is this why you left me off of all the preview yes. audio? <laughs> exactly. Right. I was very hurt by that. I figured you didn't want to talk about any of these shows, and I think I'm correct in that assumption, correct? I was hurt and insulted. I had a talk with my wife. I'm like, I don't know what happened. He's doing all these audio. I'm not invited to any of it. A, a, a listener asked me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't invited. I, I, you know, I wasn't asked. You're setting up this dopey game. All right, you see that spreadsheet in the chat room? I apologize, Joe. Um, I should have told you, but... Uh, you set up the dopey game. You I figure I figured you had eight hours to spend <laughs> some I other had, way other than talking about these shows. I had no couch all week, and I was left out of the... Uh, <laughs> so did, did you get that spreadsheet? If you go to show previews, that tab there, every one of the shows is there. Which, on, on their which day, chat? So. Oh, our chat. Our, okay. our chat and the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the show. I can I can oh, send it on pri- Slack. Too. Okay, yeah. I know I got it. The private chat where we bury all the subscribers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I see you as an anonymous ferret in this uh, Google Sheet. So if you go to Show Previews, uh, that tab there, you'll see them all right there, in plain sight. Uh, show Previews. <laughs> okay, got it. Great. All right, got it. Wow, do people really write all this stuff. Yes, for our yeah. Voiceswrestling.com. It's all there. Uh, you can You would wow. never know because none of these fucking companies can be bothered to retweet or promote their goddamn shows. But yeah, we did a lot of work uh, this past week. So look at the work these people did. Jeez. Yeah, it's tremendous. Voiceswrestling.com. It's it's amazing that we uh, promote these shows for these people that can't be bothered to do it on their own. So yeah, fantastic. I'm not bitter. No, I'm not bitter. No, Joe. No, I'm not bitter at all. So. Run through Friday here. No, we're at yeah, we're at Friday. We're at Friday. Yes. Jeez. Okay, Friday, April 9th. We kick things off with action wrestling and Southern Underground Pros. Have fun, be sad. That is at 12 p.m. from 81 Bay Brewery, a part of the Independent Wrestling TV showcase of the Independents. Then we have the Ally Cats, real hot girl shit. That is at 12 p.m. from the Cuban Club, a part of the GCW uh, Collective. Acid Cup Day Two, GCW Acid Cup Three Day Two, the conclusion of the tournament. At 4 p.m. Then we have Joe. I know you're anticipating this show. ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Part 1 at 8 p.m. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you have Spring Break 5, but it's not Joey Janela's Spring Break because, of course, Ricky Shane Page has won the rights to Spring Break. So it's the RSP Ring ba- Break. Number 5. That's at 8 p.m. from the Cuban Club. GCW Rerun This Town. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go? Okay. Those aren't even on the sheet, Joe. Are you ready for this? I'm looking at it. This is not the real GCW. This is the other GCW. This fake GCW. Is fake GCW yeah. Generation Championship Wrestling. Joe, they are running shows all day Friday. 10 a.m., Best in Class with the Young Professor. 12 p.m., Pile Driver Pro, Once Upon a Time We Blew the Budget. 2 p.m., New Texas Pro, t- Texas When I Die. 4 p.m., Dallas Fort Worth All Pro versus the World. 8 p.m., GCW Run This Town. And 11.59, Ladies Night Out, Midnight in Tampa. So we combined all those together since it was too hard to kind of do those separately. So anyway, back to the normal schedule on Friday. Guava Mania Zawa Live from 8.30 p.m. from the Pegasus Lounge, the very famous Pegasus Lounge, of course. Uh, ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys Part 2, Joe, at 11.59. I don't even... I don't know what any of this is. (laughs) What are we even... Violence X Suffering Lucid Dream 11.59 from the Cuban Club. On Friday, yeah. Okay, WrestleMania that's the end of Friday. What the fuck is Guava Mania? <laughs> what is it? What is it, and why is it happening? Saturday, April tenth. Effie's Big Gay Brunch kicks us off at eleven a.m. Then we move over to twelve p.m. Here, Tony Deppin's Beer House. Then 
3 p.m. Alex Cologne Produce Show, Planet Death. That is part of the GCW Collective Package as well. Beyond Wrestling gets in the mix here with Time Capsule at 4 p.m. Unsanctioned. I would, like a, I, I would like a Time Capsule to about 2014 when it comes to these indie shows. Okay, that's what I would like. Unsanctioned Put me in a Pro. fucking time machine to 2016 and send me to the Eddie Dean Ranch. You want to be at the Eddie Dean's Ranch, yeah, watching Will so I don't have to watch any of this shit. <laughs> Unsanctioned Pro fueled by spite, 7 p.m. from the Cuban Club. Joe, no holds barred. ICW, they're back again with Volume 12. Farewell to the pawn shop. How that- many of these ICW no holds barred shows are on this fucking weekend? No Peace Underground for their third show of the weekend as well at uh, 11.59 with Shallow Graves. And, of course, World Wrestling Entertainment brings their fare to WrestleMania weekend as well with WrestleMania, Joe. That is at 8 p.m. night one on Saturday. And then on Sunday... WrestleMania 37, night 2, 8 p.m. Eastern, running all alone on Sunday, April 11th. Okay, are you ready to play the game I I can't believe I was all excited about sitting on my couch and watching this (laughs) fucking garbage. You might want to call Um, those transients and see if you can get your couch back, your old couch back. Soling your new couch with these terrible shows is uh, going to be terrible. This is a complete list. How come I only see Family Reunion 1 and Family Reunion 2? And then Tony Deppin's fucking bear, bear house or however to spell it. Why can't you just spell it beer house? Why do we have to get cute? But those are the only IWTV shows, three of them? Uh, no, no, no. So some of them I, I, I put the company, but there's some that like the IWTV shows are going to be Family Reunion. Oh, I see. The action and stuff. Okay, right, right, right. But there's a bunch of other ones like, yeah, like action wrestling that and, and stuff that have fun be sad is on IWTV. Okay. I have uh, to tell you. I am going to be locked in on IWTV for most of this. Yes, anything think- that anything that says the four four six five Gandhi Boulevard, that's eighty one Big gotcha. Brewery. That is all the IWTV stuff. All the Cuban Club stuff is GCW, and then the other shit is the other shit. So, that- <laughs> yeah, I think that um, from what I know of the shows, which is very little, uh, the IWTV stuff looks the most interesting. Um, but anyway. Let's let's let me fail miserably at this game. What do you what do you got for me? Okay. All right. One sec. We uh. All right. We went offline there for a second. All right. We're back. All right. I think we're back and ready to go. Okay. Are you ready for the game? I'm gonna give yes. you a match. What do I have to do? I have to tell you what shows. So again, I'm gonna say you know, Ally Cats versus or no, I, I don't want to give that away. That's a part of the game. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, and you will say WrestleMania. Or if I say. Uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai, you would then say NXT TakeOver. Right, I got it. Do I get credit for getting the one right that, that we tested? Uh, you know, actually, that is on my list, so I am going to give you that one. What was it? It was uh, Edith Surreal and Lady Frost for the Ally Cats Real Hot Girl shit. So, Joe, you are one for 20. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to put these in, a, in a, a, a random order if I can. Okay. Um, Dom Guarini versus Kevin Koo. Okay. Violence is forever this, explodes. They do. And I know this is not on Have Fun Be Sad because they're wrestling a tag match against Finn Juice on that show. Correct. Very astute. So I am gonna, you know more than you think. I think, and I don't think it's going to be. Now, obviously, they're at Gandy Boulevard because they're IWTV guys. I don't think it's Tony Deppin's produce show. He He's a little wackier. So I'm going to. It's going to either be Family Reunion 1 or 2. I feel like that's a big match for for the family reunion style shows. I'm going to say family reunion part two. Good guess, but it is indeed ICW No Holds Barred Pit Fighter X Battle of the Tough Guys part one. So you are 
I talked you through my strategy, and I it was liked so it. off. I liked it, was... it. It was good. You know what I'm actually going to do? In the midst you of that, you like my train of thought there, Doug. I do, you and in the midst train. of that, you actually got one correct, because on our list is Violence is Forever, Kevin Koo and Dom Greeny versus Vinjuice from Action so I'm, Wrestling I'm and Southern Underground Pros. Have fun, be sad. So you are, you're one, in, or you're two and one, so not bad. Okay. Excellent. Let's go. I, I, I have more confidence. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're, you're on the board. You're, you're feeling okay. Um, Gringo Loco, Black Tauros, and Arez versus Laredo Kid, Dragon Bane, and Aramis. Sounds like a good okay, little match there. One. Some good wrestlers in there, right? Number one, that sounds awesome. There's only one show that could possibly be on, and that's Spring Break 5. There it is. Look at this. Ding, ding, ding. Three for one. See, you know WrestleMania weekend. You're good. And these, the last two matches really aren't that bad. No, they're not. I okay. watch both of those matches. All right. Well, I, I got to get you back on track here then. Chuckles the Clown versus Stung Marshall. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, that's got to be... Now, for, for the record, I do want to state that most of what I'm going to do here for you, Joe, because this is a tough game. I, I, do your guess here. Do your guess here first, and then I will mention something. I'm going to change the game a little bit to make things a little okay, easier. It's got to be... I don't want it to be easy. It's got to be... Either fake GCW. You know what? I don't know what Guava Mania is, but that sounds like something that would be on a show called Guava Mania. I'm going to go with Guava Mania 1. Ah, so your instincts were right. It was a GCW where you run this town. So, ah, All right. So all I right, was, I'll take the other. I was going to make it easier by giving you all the We Run This Towns as one, but do you want to be able to guess yes, Ladies Night Out? No, no, you want yeah. all them as one. So if you get fake GCW rights... That counts for New Texas Pro, Texas When I Die, and Ladies Night Out, and, and Dallas Fort Worth All Pro versus the World. I don't have them on the sheet, and I'm not writing them down. That's fine. So okay, we'll so we're gonna, all of them have now been applied, and it should make things a little easier, but you know, this still be okay. tough. Don't worry. So, all right. Um, all right, so you are now three for two on the game. All right, let's move to Jacob Fatu versus Loki. Jacob Fatu versus Loki. I'd like to watch that. That's not a bad little um, match, huh? It's not a bad little match. I will say uh, Spring Break 5. It is a part of fake GCW, actually. Uh, GCW okay. around this town. It's actually the Dallas-Fort Worth All-Pro versus the World, which is a pretty damn good-looking card on paper, believe it or not. So There's no way to watch those shows. Uh, I don't believe so. People have have rumored that they're going to be on YouTube, but it's one of those things that they're like, yeah, I think I saw it in an Instagram comment. I'm like, I can't go with that. <laughs> like, I, we're... These promoters need to do a better job to tell me that these things are going to be on. So I don't. Where are the matches I can bury? I mean, that's what I really would like to do here. These are good matches. Uh, some are good, but some are uh, going to be pretty bad, including Sue Young versus G Raver. Sue Young versus G Raver, Joe. Oh, God. Well, hopefully that's made up and is not happening. <laughs> it is happening. But unfortunately. Joe. Um, oh, I think I know the answer to this. I think. This is happening at the Acid Cup Day 1. No, it is happening at No Peace Underground Shallow Graves. In fact, it maybe has already happened as of this recording. So, Well, good. Then I never have to watch it. <laughs> I don't think you'll no ever have to watch that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, that is that one. All right. Uh, we have a big-ass motherfucking elimination invitational scramble with Schwartzy, Anakin Murphy, Peter B. Beautiful, Vladimir Koloff, Christian Rose, Jordan Dye, Chi Guzman, Mikey, Johnny Butabi, Solomon Stowe, and Arthur McMurray. Big-ass motherfucking elimination invitational scramble, Joe. It's hilarious. It's a scramble with a funny Hold name. On a Hold on a second. Did you say Vladimir Koloff? <laughs> Vladimir Koloff, not Kozlov. <laughs> no, no, not... no, no, no. No, no, no. You said Vladimir Koloff, correct? Yes, yes. Like the Ivan Koloff 
protege on the indies from the 90s? Is that uh, the same man? Potentially. I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought that was just a fake name. Is that is that is that a guy that we might actually know? 1993 ECW, of course. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I, well, I guess now you're a little bit more interested in this big-ass motherfucking elimination invitational scramble. It might be because I think Peter, Be- uh, Peter B. Beautiful is an old-time indie guy as well. I am not more interested. That's incredible. Okay, all right. But that, re- I mean, that man hasn't wrestled since the 90s. I, I can't imagine it's him. Um, that's got to be a fake GCW. That is Flophouse Wrestling's Booza Palooza, the show that's taking place at the same time in the same location as another show. So, uh, $10 all you can drink, though, which seems like a pretty solid deal, uh, no matter what. So, what you're starting to fall off here a little bit. So we need, let's get you back on track. I think the good matches you seem to know a little bit more than, than the bad matches. Yeah. So, let, let's give you one here Leo Moriarty versus Leo Rush. Uh, Spring Break 5. No, GCW for the culture, actually. For that oh, one, I don't so. even see that on the sheet. I would have said that. That that was a layup. Yeah, well, it's all right. All right, man. it's not an Absolutely. easy game. You know, you get in all your right. own head. You you were you were cocky there for a little bit. You're talking about the good matches, and now you're what yeah. are you five for three? Uh, things are three three or five. I all would right. like to watch that match. That does sound like a good one. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not a, uh, nobody else wants to watch that match because our <laughs> ticket sales are dire <laughs> for that show. Well, I mean, ideally, not putting a show that speaks about the inequities of uh, you know people of color. And stuffing that show at 11.59 on a Thursday may be not the best idea. But, you know, hey, I'm not booking the weekend. I'll stay out of it. So, you know, seems like a good spot for that. Jordan Grace versus the Ally Cat, Joe. Well, that has Big to time be, matchup. Huge matchup. Yeah, that has to be the Ally Cat's real hot girl shit. In fact, that's the main event of the Ally Cat's real hot girl shit. You think so? Yes. You're wrong. That is from one of the fake GCW show, Ladies Night Out for Jordan Grace versus the Ally Cat. Well, I thought Jordan Grace was oh, oh she's wait working a one show the entire weekend, yeah. only the fake GCW show. So how that even happen? Um, oh, that's right. The Ally Cat's wrestling the teenager in the main event of the Ally Cat. Well, go, do you want to go ahead because you can actually get on the board here. Ally Cat versus Billy Starks in Ally. That is the main event. There you go. Real uh, hot girl shit. Yes. Uh, the Ally Cats versus Billy Starks. Love. Two of my favorite wrestlers, <laughs> Reggie. your all-time favorites. Those are two of my favorites. Yeah. Nothing you like. They're so good. Yeah, I they're, can't wait they're for great. That. Yeah, I cannot wait yeah. to have a, a 16-year-old wrestle uh, in the main event of a, girl, a show called Real Hot Girl Shit. Uh, On a, I, I, where there's also a battle royal which is centered around guys' dicks yes. showing through well, their No, no, no. Jazz is now in that uh, battle royal. So it's not about dicks anymore, Joe. All right? Jazz Grace Sweatpant Battle Royal. Yeah. It was, but wow. now it's, you know, Jazz is in it, so. It's a match about dick prints. Tank versus one called Manders. That has to be IWTV in some <laughs> way. Um, no one else is booking Tank. I will say... Tony Deppin's Beer House. Congratulations. Nice job. Tony Deppin's Beer House. Well, that's the kind of whack match that Tony Deppin would book. He's a weird guy. Yeah, he's a weird guy. He's booking some fun, interesting matches here. So, yeah, good for him. All right. Renee Michelle. Quote, unquote, Tony Deppin. Quote, unquote, Tony Deppin would book. Right, okay. (laughs) Renee Michelle versus Missa Kate. Renee Michelle, of course, the famous wife of of Drake that he just would not fuck. Remember the the great storyline of... (laughs) Oh, that's her, huh? Yes, (laughs) 
What an incredible story that was. Little did we know that would, uh, that, you know, what that would. That's not the real Hot Girl shit. I don't remember that on there. I'm going to say that's a fake GCW. It is indeed a fake GCW. I don't actually know which one because I, uh, I think it's a ladies' night out, but I could be, I could be, uh, I could be. What am I up there? I'm doing you well. are now at one, two, three, four, five, six correct, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven incorrect. So I just want a winning record. You're almost let's at 500 this. here. All right, let's see if we can get this going here for you. Gino Medina versus Rhett Titus in a pure rules match. What the fuck? <laughs> um, Gino Medina and Rhett Titus in a, in a pure, pure rules match. Yes, yeah. That's like Ring of Honor's not running. Gino Medina doesn't work for Ring of Honor. I don't think Rhett Titus has taken a non-Ring of Honor booking in 20 years. Um, shit. Um, that sounds like something that would be on one of these off-brand shows. So I am going to go with uh, uh, Guava Mania Night 2. Your prediction, your guess there is Guava Mania Night 2. Unfortunately, it is Crab Pro Wrestling's We Wrestle With Mania, so... Sorry, crab so you are you are now two okay. under five hundred. So, Let's see if we can get you back on track. Crab Pro Wrestling, we wrestle with Mania. So. Yes, uh, all caps with a crab, and their logo is indeed a crab. They're from Maryland. Why they're running WrestleMania weekend? I don't know. But uh, all right, let's move on to this match here: Neil Diamond Cutter versus Jeff King. Jeff King played third base for the Pirates in uh, in '89. Yeah, and um, I'd have to imagine this is the same one. So gotta be they should have done jeff king versus vladimir koloff <laughs> a battle of 1992 yeah fake gcw i'm sorry it is icw no holds barred farewell to the pawn shop so i got you three under 500 I say farewell now. to this weekend how about <laughs> farewell to this weekend how about that alex cologne versus masada one of your other favorites there in masada all caps well, that's got to be Cologne's produce gimmick, the uh, Planet Death. Incorrect. That is No Peace Underground, Shallow Graves. So, Can I just say No Peace Underground for any of them? Do <laughs> you, I have to? Uh, There's like a hundred of them. I would say no, no, the, moving the, forward, that would not be a good idea uh, if, if, if looking well, at the, the rest no, of the sheet is the, correct. It's the ICW No Holds Barred where for some reason it's everywhere. There are, okay. It's it's not the worst guess moving forward, but probably not the most successful of of, of your future. All guesses, right, let's so. just move it. I, I obviously am not finishing with my winning record. Well, no, uh, that's not because you're six. So what are you? Uh, you're six and ten six right and now. Nine, or six and six ten. And ten nice. Six and ten. With what? Five more to go. So there's still a chance for you to get on the board here. So okay. I gotta run the board here. You gotta run the you, yeah. You gotta run the board to get a winning record. And uh, all right, <laughs> I'm looking at this list. I don't think it's happening, but we'll see here. Uh, the Rejects, John Wayne Murdoch, Reed Bentley, and Akira. Well, it's not actually Akira now because he has COVID, so I don't know who it is. Uh, here, versus New Jack and the Carnage crew, Luke and DeVito are coming, Joe. Um, I'll say that's on Planet Death. Oh, it is the ICW No Holds Barred. I was just giving you the... I'm trying to give you the, the easy run there, but... Uh, all right. Uh, AJ Gray versus Daniel Garcia. You've grown tired of this game. <laughs> AJ Gray, versus, AJ Daniel Gray versus Daniel Garcia. Yeah, it's tough. Both men are working like eleven times this weekend. So, I'm 
We need an answer, Joe. <laughs> AJ Gray versus Daniel Garcia. Correct. Um, family Reunion 1. No. Violence and Suffering, Lucid Dream. All right, so we'll go, we'll go quickly because there's no way of you finishing above 500 now. Myron Reed versus Izzy James versus Max Heights versus Fuego Del Sol. You know, I just saw a show poster for this. I think I saw a show poster for this. Okay. Um, the uh, Lucid Dream VXS. No, I'm sorry. It is one of the fake GCW we run as town shows. So <sighs> I was really disappointed. You, you've really fallen off here, Joe. <laughs> you got cocky there. You're talking about these good matches, and I gave you uh, some other shit. What about Diana Perazu versus Roxy? Now think about this. This you can. This I think you can. You can get to. Think about another Impact Wrestling talent we've talked about, right? One and only booking this weekend. I'm not talking yeah, about but see, here's the problem. I don't remember what fucking I don't remember what fucking show uh, uh, that she was on. So I know where you're going with this. This the Jordan Grace show, but I can't remember what the hell that was. So I'm gonna have to just take the take another L here. GCW, we run this town. The fake GCW. So. Alright, one more here, or two more actually. Atticus Kogar versus Masada. Atticus Kogar versus Masada. One of these has to be Planet Death. So I'm gonna once again go with Planet Death. Don't, don't, no, don't. I'm gonna help you here. Do not. (laughs) Do not do Planet Death. Atticus Kogar versus Masada. Yes. (sighs) Who wants to watch that? Um, it, it not planet. Uh, fatalism. No peace. Uh, no peace. Underground fatalism. Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Uh, but instead, it is uh, Spring Break Five. Spring Break Five will be there. So in the, in the lineage Wonderful. of fucking Marty Jannetty and, and 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 great Sasuke, it is Atticus Kogar and Masada. And now our final match here: Remy versus Axton Ray versus Gustavo. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I don't either. So Gustavo. Gustavo. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Guava Mania Night 2. Oh, great like guess. It. But it is unfortunately a GCW fake GCW show. So, Joe, final results, not good for WrestleMania weekend. You went it's 16 incorrect answers, 6 correct answers. You uh, failed miserably at the WrestleMania weekend game. So... Well, looking at this lineup, I better think luck next all... year. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I think we're all losers looking at this lineup. So yeah, I'm fading uh, out the Family Feud music. Uh, I mean, that is the state of WrestleMania weekend. It is. It is something else. Well, Kevin Gill says it's going to be the greatest collection of independent wrestling. <laughs> I saw that tweet. That uh, I mean, there's there's a way to put over the weekend and say, you know, hey. Despite all the problems and all the shit of let, we're we're gonna go out there. We're gonna try our best and and give you a weekend of entertainment. Like that's fine. No one's gonna rag on you for saying that. No one's gonna say, "Hey, look, we're gonna try our best this weekend. We're gonna put our best foot forward, and it's gonna be an entertaining weekend." No one's gonna bury you for that. But everybody's gonna bury you for calling this this the best WrestleMania weekend of all time. You just can't do that. 
No, because it's undoubtedly the worst. Correct. On paper. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. So uh, as far as those shows that we've mentioned, is there any that has you somewhat mildly interested or even like the, the name? I mean, you said IWTV. You're probably going to check out most of the, the... I don't get most of my attention. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't even know how much of this is airing or what's not airing. But I will tell you that the family reunion show in New York was very good. So I will try to watch as much of those two as I can. Um, For the Culture is a good lineup. Spring Break, you got to watch it for the banter. Uh, and I'm sure there's some good stuff on it. I, I don't know if I'm watching it for the banter, but I guess you have to. So. Uh, I guess Blood Sport. I, Blood Sport, I think, is going to be good. Um, I will say that Lucid Dream, that, that VXS, if you actually look at the card for that, that sound, that's a Joe Lanza card. I think you'll like that card if you look at it. Well, give it to me. Yeah, so let me, let me give you the, the lucid dream. I'm going to get voiceswrestling.com fired up here. Let me, let me get you real sick. So that that show, I'm, I'm trying to, as I was doing these, I was trying to think, okay, what what would Joe like of these? And the ones that you mentioned, I think the family reunions, I think will be very good. Uh, the Acid Cup, I, I will say, the Acid Cup, they have Dragon Bane, uh, KTV, Laredo Kid, Braden Lee, Tony Deppin, Cole Radrick, uh, Colby Carino, who's actually added a ton of mass. It's pretty crazy to see in Colby Carino now. Uh, Calvin Tankman. Arez versus Aramis, uh, Aramis is going to be a first-round matchup in, in, in the uh-huh. Acid Cup, so that should be pretty good. Uh, AJ Gray and Nate Webb. Lee Moriarty versus Treehouse Lee. Uh, and Jordan Oliver versus Edith Surreal. So that, I think that Cuban, uh, the, uh, the Acid Cup uh, might have you a little interested. I mean, that, that, look, that, that has some really good first-round matches on paper. There's also some people in that that are vastly overrated that I have no interest in watching wrestle. But I think that there's there were some matches in there that sound good, and naturally there's going to be some matches later on in the tournament that end up being fun matchups as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that that sounds really good on paper. I agree. Uh, the the one you, uh, the have fun be sad action wrestling and Southern Underground Pro. I mean that one you yeah. definitely got to check out for not only because of Kevin Koo and Dom Greeny versus uh, Finn Juice. Uh, but some other stuff as well. O'Shea Edwards versus John Davis, uh, Eric Royal versus Daniel Makabe, uh, AJ, AJ Gray versus JD Drake, who I'm, I'm looking at gifts right now and he's absolutely brutalizing Darby Allen on, on Dynamite. So that looks uh, pretty cool. Myron Reed versus AC Mack, uh, Adam Priest versus Matt Mikowski. So some pretty good stuff on, on, on that show. Uh, so I, I think you'll enjoy that. Um, do you want <laughs> me to read the spring break? Because you said you wanted to, you have to watch spring break for the banter, right? All uh, right, yeah. Well, let me hear it. If it's atrocious, maybe I'll blow it off. Go ahead. Uh, Special appearance by Virgil. We're still doing Virgil jokes in 2021. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Fuck money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Effie versus Gregory Iron. Yeah, no interest whatsoever. Sounds horrendous. What about if it's for control of Effie's big gay brunch versus being a bitch for a day? No, nobody cares. I can't imagine anyone gives a flying. That sounds awful. That sounds like the stipulation makes it worse yes because i'm not joking I, that is literally the stipulation is control of effie's big gay brunch versus being a bitch for a day oh well that hilarious uh, hilarious just, <laughs> you grab your belly great stuff that's all you can do rich Swan versus lee moriarty to at least get us back on track here a little bit uh the match that we did mention earlier gringo local black taurus arez versus the laredo kid dragon bane uh and aramis so hopefully that, that will rule yeah. and they just give them fucking 20 minutes to just go do cool stuff uh Starboy charlie versus billy starks what do you think of Young oh, people so wrestling. Let's, <laughs> let's put the teenagers against each other. One year after speaking out, let's put the teenagers uh, in there against each other uh, and, uh, on the on the sleazy fucking indie show. That sounds like a great idea. 
Good gimmick. Good gimmick, guys. Congratulations. Leo, Leo Rush versus Jordan Oliver. Yeah, I'm sure you're, you're marking your calendar for that one. You're big Jordan well, Oliver. Well, I mean, it's just a waste of Leo Rush because, uh, you know, Jordan Oliver, he tries hard. That is a great way to put it. Uh, Atticus Kogar versus Masada, as we mentioned. That is a close no the blinds. Like, <laughs> never. Yeah. Not even peek through the blinds. Not Put headphones on so you don't even hear it type match. No interest Close whatsoever. the blinds. Yeah. Call the cops. Get them out of your yard. Yeah, <laughs> right. just awful get these transients out of your yard Are, were those the guys that came and picked up your did they look like Atticus Kogar and, and Masada or no they could have been family members yeah yeah okay that's good to know uh Joey they Janelle- were more country they were like country people uh, okay they so a little more one man uh, one called Manders versus uh Atticus Kogar uh, not those kind of country people like um, oh okay I got you I got you yeah you got one you're picking up on <laughs> I got you down. I got you you those, got yeah that code of country yeah okay yeah uh, uh, you know dental problems those kind of things right right know, right it's, it's Joey Janela versus Chris Dickinson, and then Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage, the uh, the big uh, blow off to the. Well, yeah, well, that's the, the biggest field. match of the weekend from a storytelling uh, pr- perspective and all. That's been highly anticipated. Some so. big, some big, a little bit of nervousness as far as Nick Gage's uh, uh, what shape he's in. This is the only booking he has the entire weekend. He's even tweeting out about how his legs fucked up. So God only knows what this is going to well, be. Well, look, it's probably going to be terrible, but it doesn't matter. I think it'll have good heat. Um. That card's better than you led me on to believe. I don't love it, but there's some good stuff on there. Um, trying to find some other ones here. Okay, oh, this does Dallas Fort Worth All Pro versus the World. Oh, you're not gonna be able to watch that one anyway, so I'll just skip it. There's no point in yeah. mentioning that one. So, uh, do you want me to read you one of these Guava Mania shows so you can see what's on this thing? Yeah, what is that even? What is okay? That? So, Gua- so Zawa is a little bit like they're kind of Midwest. They're kind of the spirit, the 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 bad on purpose spiritual successor of Zero One USA. Which is exactly what Zero One USA needed to be was more bad on purpose. Um, oh, sounds great! Yeah, so you have Hart and Bower versus Lieutenant Dan. Remember Hart and Bower from uh, Dreamwave Wrestling at all? Uh. No. Uh, Country Air versus Controversial Inc. Malice and Wonderland versus the Skimahorns. Save- I've heard enough. <laughs> just move on. What about Brew Baker versus Christian Rose? That's no, I don't care. Is that I just working can't for you? Okay, Christian Rose, huh? There's a name for yeah. The there we go. I can't. I cannot. I just cannot. There's no way to watch that shit anyway. Right? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, or I think that maybe I don't. I don't. Who knows or who cares? How many people are going to buy tickets to that? Ten. I, like this who is. Go to I that? cannot wait to see what this the attendance for this weekend is going to be for for stuff like this. Like a show like that. I mean, with everything else running this weekend and with it being fucking a pandemic and it being in Florida and people not flying in, uh, presumably from from out of the country or whatever. I have no idea what these attendances are going to look like for some of these shows. But based off tweets, Joe, not good. <laughs> it's one of my guesses. My prediction, my official lock it in prediction, lock of the week, uh, the weekend is attendance, not good. So we'll see. How, the, uh... how are our affiliate deals doing? Not good. <laughs> so okay. Okay, great. Not good. No, people don't want to buy this shit because it's all garbage and it's terrible. Uh, Violence and Suffering, Lucid Dream on the GCW Collective Package. Voiceofwrestling.com slash fight, by the way, if you want to get that one. This Okay, this is the show that I put over. I think you're going to like this one. All right, how about this? Jack Evans versus Tony Deppen. Okay. Brian Cage versus Chris Dickinson. Thumbs up. Too Cold Scorpio versus Eli Everfly. I mean, I wouldn't have wasted Too Cold Scorpio on that guy, but all right. AJ Gray versus Daniel Garcia. We mentioned that a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I like this. Get some two guys out of the way. Jordan Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, yeah. You could just go get a snack, take a shit. You know, you don't have to sit through that. Dr. Q versus JTG. I mean, if you want to get your yucks in, 
Who will Dr. Q be? It's I, not going to be Chris Brooks this time around. I don't I think it's going to be Chris Brooks, no. So. Okay. Wait, excuse me. Oh, my God. Shoot trash. Uh, Leo Rush versus Loki in your main event. So that is at 1159. Yeah, that That's not bad. All right. That show sounds good. Yeah, it's, that one's pretty good. Um, hmm. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Well, that's about it for this. Um, Was there any other show yeah. you had a, a mild interest in? I can read you the card to see if it, if it, if it gets you going. Let me take a look. Uh, I think we hit on all the uh, all this deathmatch stuff. I have no use for. Um, no, not interested in anything else. I'm just gonna. I'll go in blind to a lot of them. I guess the, t- the main streaming ones are IWTV is showing a bunch of shit, right? And then uh, the collective package. Right. I can give you. Uh, let me quickly. I'll give everybody a rundown of, of, of what's going to be on both because that's the easiest thing to do. Maybe is just pick one of these and just kind of stick with it the whole weekend. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or... I think IWTV will be better than the collective. I agree. Nice. Yeah. I, I, the fact that IWTV is going to be there has me a little bit hopeful for the weekend because they're booking somewhat interesting shows. It's not the same fucking seven people you've seen over and over and over again, and it looks like they're actually trying to to to, to make this pretty unique. So what you're going to get from IWTV is you're going to get well, fatal no piece underground fatalism, but that already aired. Uh, so you know, well, the collective does have the acid cup and for the culture. It's not terrible, yeah. You, you sport. I wouldn't. Totally, Maybe I'm being too hard on the collective because the bad stuff is bad. The bad is is really bad. So IWTV has this, and by the way, this is all for like ten bucks a month. By the way, so you can just subscribe this weekend right now. Uh, and have all this stuff at, at one price. Uh, family reunion part one, family reunion part two. Uh, then the ICW shows are going to be there. No holds barred, volume eleven. Then and now, um, no peace underground. Murder mania is going to be on that one. Uh, Action wrestling and sup. The you have fun, be sad. Yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. there. Uh, no holds barred pit fighter. Um, uh, which have you ever seen those? They're in like an octagon and stuff. It's a little. I'm not interested. It's yeah, just it, 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 yeah, it doesn't quite do a ton for me. Um, ICW again, as we mentioned there. Uh, the Tony Deppin's Beer House will be on IWTV uh, as well, and then uh, Beyond Wrestling's Time Capsule will also be there. So maybe Collective is better now that I look at the two lines. So the Collective maybe. has higher highs. I'd say IWTV. The baseline of IWTV is going to be better, but the Collective I think has higher highs because you start off Thursday with Jimmy Lloyd's Generation F, which I you couldn't pay me to watch that show. Uh, yeah. Then you get the Acid Cup, which is good. Then you get Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which is good. Then you get For the Culture, which is good. So the the, ha- the last half of the day from 4 p.m. until whenever. Uh, on Friday morning is pretty damn good for for the collective. So maybe but a good time to switch But is for over. the culture good because some for the culture their lineups have been good in the past. But is this good? Read it to me. Oh, this one, yeah, this one I think is pretty good. Here, let me uh, just because I don't know the lineup. I'm just assuming, and I shouldn't. Maybe it fucking stinks. Let me hear the lineup. No, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I I think it's actually a, a, a damn good lineup. It just sucks that it's on fucking Thursday at at, at midnight. But uh, uh, for the culture is Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, see, now that's what you do with two cool. Yes. You don't put him in you, there. You put a legend Eli in there Everfly. with a really, really good wrestler. Yeah. As uh, to... Eli Everfly? Who's, why did someone book that? Anyway, know. go ahead. Uh, Lee Moriarty versus Leo Rush. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Brian Keith versus Darius Lockhart. I'm not familiar with those guys, so I can't comment. Oh, uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty solid. I think, I think you'll come away liking those guys. I know Lockhart. I don't know the other Yeah, guys. yeah. Keith, Keith's pretty solid. Uh, AJ Gray versus JTG. Eh, it's, I don't know. Uh, does nothing for me. Women's tag here. You got Brooke Valentine and Willow Nightingale versus Fire and Flava. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Oh, that's going to be atrocious. That's that uh, Fire great. and Flava stinks. They're terrible. Yeah. And Willow Nightingale is no good. That's going to be awful. Yeah, no interest whatsoever. Uh, Myron Reed man. versus Ken Broadway versus Calvin Takeman versus Andy Brown. And now we're just cramming people on. It's a fucking scramble. I guess, you know, just give me three stars, I guess. What else? Uh, Trey Lamar versus Eli Knight. I don't know Eli Knight, I don't think. Yeah, I, I I very very vaguely remember a little bit of him. PB Smooth versus John Davis. 
that could be a fucking two big guys fucking yeah i could i could see that yeah, each other. slapping and slamming each other i could see that yeah, yeah. i'll be i'll be interested i mean in cory okay, chavis to run in from the from the crowd too and get the dark city fight club back again but uh uh, and then you have a scramble match between a bunch of bunch of dudes: Mysterious Q, D Rogue, Alpha Zoe, Rob Martyr, Troy Hollywood, and AC Mack. The top of that card, AC Mack is in a scramble. I, I feel Get really bad a- for AC Mack. <laughs> yeah, that dude is way too good to be in a fucking seven man scramble. But there you go. Why doesn't AC Mack wrestle? Well, I guess you don't want to do him against AJ Gray because that's a match that. They might want to do in another play. All right, I don't know. I wouldn't have him in a scramble, though. Anyway, that is a good card. The top of that card is excellent. Obviously, it has some trash, but you're not going to have a card that doesn't have any trash. No, that's a good show. I will be into that. That's not bad. So so that's that. So uh, keeping up with the collective, uh, the next day then on uh, Friday, April 9th, you have Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl Shit. Uh, Acid Cup, day two. That's at 4 you p.m. Couldn't, you'd have to strap me to the chair, drug me, and threatened to end my life to watch that Ally Cat hot girl thing. I awful, terrible. Would you like me to read the card for you? No, I know that card. It's atrocious. It's, not it's great. awful. Go ahead and read the card. Let me. All right, let's do it. it. So, all right, you got Edith Surreal versus Lady Frost, as we mentioned. Uh, Allison K versus. Well, okay, so I got to update. That I, I don't know who Allison K is going to face because Faye Jackson was supposed to wrestle. She has an elbow injury. She's retiring, retired. so she's done. Uh, Devine versus Erica Lee. Brooke, Brooke Valentine versus Willow Nightingale. Thicken whatever their name is explodes here. In this match, so. yeah. Great. Faye, Faye Jackson's Grace Sweatpants Battle Royal. The Dick Match. Right, Mysterious Q, Daniel Garcia, PB Smooth, JTG, Ricky Shane Page, and Jazz. Well, Daniel Garcia, you know, good thing he's getting booked in that instead of something else that night. Good thing. Tasha Steeles versus Trisha Dora. Holiday versus Dark Sheik and the Ally Cat versus Billy Starks. Yeah, Tasha Steeles and Trisha Dora is the best match on that show. Yeah, that's it's not good. <laughs> Ally Cat. <laughs> right, let me tell you something right now. The Ally Cat versus Billy Starks has a chance to have the funniest gifts on planet Earth. Like I, th- I'm looking I, forward. Tell me to you're not going to watch that with 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 a ton of interest because I am just to see. Well, what's it head to head with? That's it is head to head, Joe. With uh, action wrestling and, and Southern Iron Pros, uh, have fun. Well, then there's sad, no so. chance I'm watching the yeah. Ally Cat. Maybe you could no switch chance. over for the main event just to see what, or you could just watch the gifts later. So no, the gifts are going to be great because people are going to gift that. But but with good but with good comments, like unbelievable, right. as like you know, Ally Cat does a, a you know a sunset flip that you know she falls over during. <laughs> go whoa! Right? Yeah, yeah. There's going to be gifts of botches, but like yeah, the caption's going to be amazing. Like that's yeah, it's going to be awful. Um. Yeah, that yeah, that's an atrocious show. One good match, one match that'll be any good on that show. Um. Anyway, that's WrestleMania weekend, everybody. <laughs> Get into it. So, um, there's be- there's some better stuff on there than I was expecting. Um, a lot of bad stuff. A lot of lot of lot yeah. This we were right. If you just want to admit it, two years ago we were right, but nobody wanted to believe us, and now. Yeah, well, it's a lot worse now. Yeah, yeah. And these people are are bad at promoting their shows, too. So it it just adds it even more. I mean, it's in the middle of a fucking pandemic with no foreign fans. What did they expect? I mean, you know, it's... It can't be unexpected that some of these shows are doing terribly. No, no, not at all. I mean... You have limited capacity WrestleMania. 
which cuts down the amount of Yeah, people. you're picking from a, a, a group of 25% of a normal WrestleMania, so whatever, what, 20,000 or whatever, at a baseline for WrestleMania when you usually have you know 80,000, 90,000 or whatever people coming in. No international fans. No fans for a takeover. That's obviously or you know in the performance center. And a giant chunk of people who are afraid still to yeah. go to things. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Now that doesn't explain the streams. You would think the streams would be up. Our anecdotal evidence is that the streams are going to be down because we haven't through our affiliate deals, sold a lot of these packages. We have not. No, we have not. So that, that might they might come a little bit as the, as the day goes on. But uh, or, or, Is it as, still down like 90% from New York in uh, terms of our packages? Yes. Sold? Yeah, I would say I it's mean, down. We're talking huge numbers. It's, it's down huge from what it even was last year because last year was, was pretty damn good for us. In terms before of it all stuff. got wiped out. Yeah, before it all obviously got wiped out and refunded and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it was pretty damn good in terms of that money, and, and that is – Minuscule difference between or, or minuscule amounts uh, this well, year the last, versus the, the other last year, numbers so. you the last numbers you gave me was more than a ninety percent drop. Yes, I would year. say that that is not uh, it's now a eighty five percent drop or whatever if you want. So it is not uh, it's not going well yeah, either. But uh, hey, you know what? Good on these people. Let's talk about. You want to talk about WrestleMania here real quick? Yeah, we got to do it. Well, do you want to talk about TakeOver? uh, Yeah, do you want to do TakeOver? So one of the shows has already happened as we're recording this. So, I mean, (laughs) I can, I, I guess I'll spoil, do you you want spoilers or you want to, uh, no, I'll watch the TakeOver. Okay. So we we don't, well, we won't react to what happened on night one because, you know, we didn't see it. Oh, let me ask you a question. Is the TakeOver, the TakeOver's airing on Peacock. So, yeah. Is it also airing on WWE Network since I live in Australia? Ah, right. You and me, uh, residents of Australia. Um. I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I would assume yes. It is it's on USA though. But so night one was, but night two is not. Right, right, right. But night two will be on the network. Night, but night I'm wondering if be, night yeah. one is on exclusive to Peacock or also on the network for people like us who live in Australia. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. But uh, I'm sure it I, an Australian resident, thanks to our friends at uh, ExpressVPN, oh, VoicesWrestling.com slash Express. Right now. Well, yeah. I'm not in the room with the gimmick. Never mind. I'm not in the room with the VPN. But um, go ahead and plug the VPN, though. I, I, I talked over you. Yes, VoicesWrestling.com slash Express. Uh, I mentioned it in the yeah. WrestleMania preview as well. But uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, we have both tested it. It has worked. We are both, of course, very proud residents of Australia. I think we, uh, you do the Australian, every time I get, I talk to you now, you do the Australian football chant every single time, the Aussie, 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 oi, 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 you know, so I, I, you're, you're, you're all in Vegemite. You're a, a regular Vegemite eater at this point. Um, I've run out of things I know about Australia. Davis storm. You, you went and hung out with Davis storm the other day. Uh, excellent wrestler. Right. Uh, Kevin Chiatz, Kevin Chiatz as well. You, Kevin Chiatz, and David Storm all hung out, even though I think that'd be great. I would love to have dinner with Kevin Chiatz and David Storm. I think they uh, live literally 17 hours from one another. But yeah, I remember one time I did like like your mom does with Texas. Like, oh, I know somebody yeah. in like, you know like Dallas. You're like, mom, that's like very far away from me. That's not anywhere close. Like, I think one time we were, uh, you know, he, Kevin. I forget which part of the country he's from, uh, but he was. We were like, oh, hey, did you go to this show? And he's like, well, no, not exactly. It's like. A 19-hour drive from where I live, and I'm like, oh, all right. We, yeah, M- MCW and EPW are on opposite coasts 
and right, I forget why, which one like, he lives near, but I was like, oh, do you ever check out any of their shows? And he's like, well, in the nicest way, like, not particularly because it's it's literally twenty hours away from where I live. It's oh, like okay. going from New, it's like going from New York to California. It's a three right. and a half hour. Flight. It's like asking somebody in New York City, so. oh, did you go to that PW show, BWG show this weekend? And it's like, no, I, I didn't. That's in Los Angeles. Well, why not? You're from America, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're from America. Yeah. What about uh, Outback Jack? I know him from. Australia. Oh, I, yeah, Outback. yeah, yeah. Timey Kangaroo Down, his theme song. Was Skinner technically from Australia, or was he? A, no, he's from the fucking oh, swamps of Florida. Everglades. He was from the Everglades, right? Yeah. It's Steve Kern. He's from Florida. What are you doing? He's from the swamps. Do you know? Good hey, job out of you. Do you know anything else about Australia? Um, the Bushwhackers. Of yeah, course. I, I, my wife watches Australian Love Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it good? I don't know. Every time I walk in the room, someone's going, we need to have a chat. We need to have a chat. And they go off and have a chat. I don't know. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones, one of our other fellow residents, Nathan Jones. The best way to quit WWE ever. Do you remember the Nathan Jones story? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. Just a, They do a tour of Australia. He thinks this is shit. And he wants to quit. He just fucking gets a free trip home and doesn't get back on the return flight. He just goes, fuck you guys. Right. Tremendous. Love it. Love it. Good for him. Tremendous job out of him. Madison Eagles, Robbie Eagles, all of our fellow uh, countrymen as well. Not really related, by the way. <laughs> um, Shazza McKenzie, who obviously loves us a lot. Resident. Well, yeah, I mean, I blocked her, and then she asked people why she got blocked. I, I There's no malice. I just – I find her tweets annoying. Like, I don't have anything against her. Right. I find it – like, I, I – well, when we block people, it's not necessarily because like we don't like you. It's just there could be a million different reasons we block you. Um, oh, Mad Mikey Nichols, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, Mad Mikey Nichols. Slex, comma the business. <laughs> Slex, comma the business. Yeah, they're just naming wrestlers from Australia. Like, Brendan this Vink. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, okay. Yeah, Vink. Vink is Australian for sure. Yeah, but these are just wrestlers from Australia. This doesn't mean we know anything about Australia, right? We know wrestlers from Australia. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's all I know about America. <laughs> What about Paul Hogan? Paul Hogan. Yeah, from yeah, Australia. Paul Hogan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think Outback Jack is still kicking around somewhere. One uh, of those promotions. Unfortunately, uh, judging by the, the the Australian pro wrestlers Google search I just did, uh, I don't think Outback Jack is. Uh... He's not dead. Is he not dead? Okay. I don't think he's dead. I didn't hear about him dying. Oh, he's not. Sixty-three years old. He's still good. Yeah. Good for him. Get him in there versus Cracker Jack. <laughs> Battle of Jacks. Cracker Jack versus Outback Jack, right? No, not interested. Nah, Probably not going to do it for me. No. Okay. Well, what about speaking... versus Caveman Ugg? About... <laughs> speaking of. No. Oh, we're no. doing Takeover. I was going to say speaking of Australia and going to right in the rear Ripley, but we're talking about Takeover. So let's uh, let's talk about Takeover here real quick. So night one. What about Peyton? What about Peyton? Peyton Royce, Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah, Outback yeah. Jack. The I, I not Billy Kay. Yeah. Not Billy Kay. Forget her. Peyton Royce versus Outback Jack. It's not bad. Intergender. I'll progressive pick. rich yeah he's got his knife too you know he can he does come with a knife. get her out of the ring with a knife you know what i mean kind of intimidate her at first until joey morella well, takes the knife it, away from him well no joey has to take the knife away from him now you've made this problematic no he's and, that he's comes that's the, the heat and then you know oh this is a great idea rich a male wrestler chasing a female wrestler around with a knife you don't think you think that's gonna get in over australia his i think it happens in australia though right what are you saying about the fine people of australia ah well, our fine they've people, handled, yes. Yeah, you're right. They, they've handled COVID very well. They've got cheering crowds. I know. I'm MCW very jealous show. when I watch these fucking MCW shows, and there's a crowd of very happy fans all cheering and, and loving their life. And 
we're here watching this. When they flush the toilet, when they flush the toilet, the water goes the opposite direction. Yeah, well, we, that? when we flush the toilet, we, Joe. No, when, when they flush the toilet. But we are residents of that place. Oh, that's right. We live in Australia. Yes. The, <laughs> water, the water goes in the opposite direction. Which is very weird. I, I'm not quite used to it yet, but I will get used to it very soon. So It's summer in January when you're wild. Yeah. in our new home. Uh-huh. It kind of throws you off, too, right? Express so. VPN, by the way. Express uh, Voices of Wrestling. How about, Express. How, about, how about Foster's beer? Oh, I, I actually like Foster's Foster. beer. Yeah, as far as shitty beers go, I, I enjoy Foster's. You, you have nothing to add to giant, that. But it, yeah, the giant can is pretty solid. Giant can, right? I was a big fan. Like, so in my younger drinking days, uh, that, that was one of my favorites. Is Because is, it came in the big can, so I thought it was funny, first off. You know, everybody else has got their, their Miller Lite 40 ounces, and I come here with this big-ass Foster's can, but it, it was good. It was sure. good shit. Yeah. What about that opera house gimmick for Sydney? <laughs> oh, the Sydney Opera House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a play that is a thing in Australia too, yes. Aborigines? Uh yeah, yeah. The Digamadoo, what's that fucking thing called? The didgeridoo call is what you're thinking of. Didger- yeah. Digamadoo? The, didgeridoo? The didgeridoo, yeah, didgeridoo. Yeah. It goes like yep. that fucking thing. Big right? ass fucking spiders everywhere too. It's wild. Yeah. Really? It's big spiders over there? I think there? so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big bugs. Yeah. It like it's a weird island. It? Yeah, it's a weird island, man. You know, isn't like sixty percent of it uninhabited? I think isn't so. That the deal? Too? Yeah, that, that. It's just like fucking desert and shit. Isn't that the truth? I think I believe that is the case. Yeah, it's just filled with weird bugs and shit. So, yeah. do but they that have is, weird that, animosity with New Zealand? Like Americans and Canadians are like, I yeah, kind of like each other. Think so. But, yeah, yeah. And then there's the animosity with Britain too and stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of animosity with a lot of people. Like. A lot going on, right? Like not real, like not like we're throwing bombs at each other, animosity, but just kind of like little jabs. No, like, no, no. Like, like I said, the U.S. Canada. Yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah. We just throw little jabs at one another and stuff. Yeah, we're like poof, Canada, and they're like poof. You have no health care, like that kind of thing. Like, is, does does Australia and New Zealand throw those kind of barbs at each other? Like they're frenemies. Are they I, frenemies? I, that- I, I actually don't know about the New Zealand Australia, but I knew I know the Australia Brit. Uh, uh, that that's always kind of a you know. They sent all their, you know, prisoners there many, many years ago type stuff. So it's always like a, yeah. you know, they're, they're low class. You know, the Brits consider them low class and all that sort of stuff. So still now it was like 300 years ago. Uh, you know, I don't know. You're going to have to ask our, our British contingent that they're listening what they think of Australia these days. Maybe they'll shoot on them. So, all right, we got 10 minutes here. Let's let, let me kind of do this. So we are, of course, residents of Australia now, and you can also be a resident of our great uh, country of Australia. Uh, as well, great continent, country and a continent all in one. Fantastic uh, of Australia uh, at voiceswrestling.com slash express, or you can be a resident of whatever nation you want to be a resident of, and uh, whatever nation that is that still has the WWE network because it is it is glorious, it is great, and it is much better than fucking Peacock. So, voiceswrestling.com slash express. All right, uh, night one of of NXT. I'm not gonna do we do we want to talk about it because it's already happened and. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to. I, I'm looking at the results here, but I, I know you're going to watch it later, so I don't want to fully spoil. What's it the main it. event of night one? Uh, the main event is Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai. Yeah. All right. When's the uh, Jordan Devlin versus uh, Escobar? Match? That is night two. So that that, that that we'll get right into night two. I d- I will oh, say. Let's talk about night two. I will say that I I just judging by Twitter, uh, MSK Grizzled Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma sounds like it was awesome. Based off three-way the tag? Yeah, three-way tag for the vacant tag team title. Yeah. Sounds like it was fucking awesome. So. I think I think NXT is going to beat AEW this week. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, they're going to destroy yeah. them, I think. I don't uh, know about destroy, but I think they're going to beat them. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move to night two here. Uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way. Candice LeRae 
and Indy Hartwell. That's for the NXT tag team, uh, women's tag team titles with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart as your champions. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, they'll try to have the match in their lives, so we'll see. Yeah, they, they, you can never say that, that Ember and Shotzi don't tr- fucking really try. <laughs> sometimes it lands, and sometimes it, it, it doesn't. So we'll see uh, with this one. Yeah, the ladder match, undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. It's probably going to be great. The one thing I will say about this, and, and I mentioned it in the preview that we did uh, as well, is I hate that WWE overdid ladder matches because then you get a situation like this that is perfect for a ladder match and you're not excited about a ladder match, which is what happens right. when you yeah. do 24 of them in the prior year is that a match that makes all the sense in the world on WrestleMania weekend to be for an undisputed championship, a disputed championship with an interim title. And all. It's the perfect time to do a ladder match, and it would work if they didn't do them 27 times over the last year. But Right. Uh oh, a little. Well, this is a semi-spoiler here because they had a six-man uh, gauntlet match. So I'm gonna spoil this. Do you mind? You oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, Johnny Gargano will be defending the North American Championship against our country mate Bronson Reed. Mm. Yes, get into Wait, it. Wait, it was a gauntlet match. Well, no, he was in a gauntlet match on night one, and he won it. Oh yeah, that's right. And then the winner faces. Yeah, yes. gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, and and he. Well, I thought we're... you were saying there was another gauntlet match, and I was very confused. No, no, like, no, no. Good. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Just, right. just this one. But I'm glad that our countryman is is, is going to make it, and I hope he can win the North American Championship here. All right. Sure. Yeah, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned match. That's probably well. Listen, I was going to say it's probably going to be great, but because it's unsanctioned, if they're going to do some walking brawl where they're throwing each other through gym equipment and shit, it's like, I don't know. I mean, on paper, it should be really good. Yeah, you're right. Like In a vacuum, it should be great, but you never know. If it was just a singles match, I would say yes. Could um, be overindulgent fucking... Yeah, it is Adam Cole yeah. and it is NXT. So yeah, there's, there's, they, they could be out in the parking lot and yelling at one another and a car runs them over or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, it could get yeah. a lot of different ways. And then your uh, presumed main event here for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor defending the title against Karrion Cross. Will Finn Balor fall and pray, Joe? <laughs> Yes, he will. Okay, I think he will. Yes, he will. Yeah. Unfortunately, because he's been the best wrestler. He's been the fantastic, and they cannot really wait to get the title off him and get it back to Karrion Cross, so he can get hurt again, probably. So, all right. So WrestleMania, we should do the. Uh, I think we should dust off the old one to ten. Game. Oh yeah, been a while since about the one to ten. Yeah, let's do it. All right, night one. Yeah. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Title. I'm going to give that a seven. I'm a I'm seven, too. I like it a lot. Yeah. And what do you think about this uh, theory as well? So Drew McIntyre has been chirping a lot about wanting to open WrestleMania, which is smart because he yes. knows goddamn well when that ting, ting, ting hits, that crowd is going to go nuts because they haven't been in front of a wrestling show and they haven't been live at a wrestling thing in a while. And they're going to go absolutely fucking nuts for Drew McIntyre. He is so smart that, to want to be in that opener. That's some good politicking. Absolutely. He's been chirping about it, chirping about it, chirping about it. Not It works doubly, too, because WWE can say, hey, look, we main evented night one of WrestleMania with Sasha and Bianca. You get the exact result and the exact crowd reaction you want for Drew McIntyre. They should do that. And I think they're going to do it because they've been chirping about it. So we'll see. But anyway, uh, Bianca and, and Sasha, I'm at a seven as well. What about Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship? Um, They had a really good world title match in Impact a couple of years ago. This is obviously a bigger stage. Lashley has been pushed well. McIntyre has been pushed well. Uh, these are two guys who are booked well, which is rare for this company. With all of that said, it's, it's still Bobby Lashley. No matter how many good matches he has, I still think of him as someone who's a little below average. Maybe that's unfair. I'm going to go six. 
Yeah, I'm probably about five. It's it's tough with the MVP thing. It's tough with the, the I just don't trust that they're not going to have you know Cedric and all these and, and Shelton maybe come out or whatever. I I think it'll be pretty good, but I also think there's a possibility that that it, it, the bell rings. They do a little bit of back and forth, and Drew just beats him in like five minutes. You know what I mean? Like that that that's totally in my mind as well, which I don't think would be the worst idea, especially if it's the opener. But um, it's hard to get super super excited when I have that uh, in the back of my mind. All right, let's move on to the Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus the Miz. And John Morrison, remember when we argued incessantly about the impact of a Bad Bunny? Well, now we can see it, the impact on WrestleMania. So, as he's... Look, Bad Bunny has taken it seriously. He looks like he's having fun. By all accounts, he's working hard. So, good on him. Um, athletically, can he do? Can he get in there and hang? I, I, I don't know. Shaq took it seriously and did a good job, and he was a world-class athlete at one point. And... You know, he took a crazy bump, and he was still—he's still a good enough athlete to where that came across very well. If Bad Bunny can, you know, do these choreographed spots they have for him, and you know, he's at least taking it seriously. We know that because he's a fan and he likes it. So good on him. I guess I have some perverse interest in this just to see how it all works out. Um, I don't know a five. I'll go five. Yeah, it's a little more than me. I'm probably at about a three. I, I, I'm going to get bored of it pretty quickly. I think Morrison and, and, and Miz are pretty terrible and not funny and, and They're so off-putting. Yeah, it's, it's, a- it's really – the optics of it are just like hard to handle because they just come out and they're just dorks and they're jumping around and laughing. It's just – it's all just – I just want it to end pretty much. It's Anytime they're on my heat. screen, you're, I just want it to go away. Is, yeah. What you're saying is it's go-away heat. Is what, is yeah, what I really just, yeah, they, they, it, it, yeah, I don't want to see them get their ass kicked. I just want to see them go away forever and never come back is basically what I got there, which is not ideal yeah. uh, for this. So I'm probably at about a two or a three uh, with that one. The New Day uh, defend their tag team titles against AJ Styles and Omos. This is one you kind of talked oh, God, a little bit cares? about earlier I, with my book. Yeah, I'm, at a, I'm at a one. I, I couldn't possibly care less. So Who could possibly care about anything New Day does at this point? It's just, it's like Rapongi 3K. I just, who could possibly give a shit? I'll go two. I know I have a little interest in seeing if Omos is. Can be oh, we got to see if he can work. Yeah, this is a big moment to see if I'll Omos go, can work. I'll bump it up to a four because of, of Omos. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want to see if he can do something like, you know, that Kofi and Xavier are just going to bounce off of him all over the place and make it look good. But yeah, you need yeah. to see if he can do anything like literally anything. And that that will be important. probably going to have a terrible finish. I just yeah, I don't know. Braun Strowman, the bullied underdog here versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match where nobody can uh, enter and nobody can leave except for all the people that are going to enter and all the people that are going to leave, including Shane McMahon, who will definitely dive off of the steel cage onto a table on the outside. So don't care. Um, <laughs> you don't care about this bowling storyline. Joe, it's Shane amazing, McMahon called it? Braun Strowman stupid. You got it. You got to yeah. get into it. You got to be rooting for Braun Strowman to get this revenge. They had Braun Strowman go on TV and complain on the microphone that he's been bullied all his life. I've been bullied my whole life. He's 6'6", 375 pounds of pure fucking muscle. And if you think that's new, look at a picture of his dad. That's not new. Braun Strowman was a fucking monster when he was 10 years old. There's no doubt about it. He has never been bullied. Much like the big show, and they botched him over the years, you should be able to count the number of losses this guy has had on one hand at this point in his career. It's just astounding to me how badly they've ruined this guy. Um, so I mean, I don't know. It's Shane Shane McMahon dropping in for a WrestleMania. I mean, you're just waiting around for the stunt. You're waiting around for the stunt, is what it is. I, I can't get into this. You, I'll say three. You think we're getting train noises here? How do they handle that? I, and, and I guess that's a question I, I, I should have I asked. I think you at get the, the train noises, and I think people might boo it. 
So, do you think these crowds are going to be jacked up for both nights because it's they're finally seeing live okay. wrestling? And- so, I talked about this a little bit with Andrew in our, in our mega preview. I think that the first few matches they will be amped up, but then I think later as the show goes on, they're going to say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is terrible. This sucks." But at the same time, it's limited attendance mania, and it's the most hardcore fans that they have, and, and because they're risking COVID to see. Right, and that was, I guess, the retort that that me and Andrew eventually got to, and I was going to say that. We then realized, wait a minute, like the fans are going to go there to boo, you know, Shane McMahon and 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 boo, you know, the you know, or, or, or Drew McIntyre or whatever. Those fans aren't going because these fans have decided I am going to potentially risk my life and my family's life and everybody that I knows life to go to WrestleMania and go watch this show. Like that's got to be people that are dying in the world WWE fans. These cannot be your smart marquee type fans, right? No, this is what I mean. These are going to be WWE hardcores. So they're more going to be more accepting of all of this. They will, even but if it's bad. I do wonder, like, what sort of what blend of sound effects and 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 things do we have versus them just letting the crowd be the crowd? Because I think there's going to be this sort of shock to the system when you have a 25 percent filled giant football stadium. They're going to have to sweeten a little bit, right? They're going to add some noise. You think? Or- shock the system. <laughs> 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 Nah, are you doing the pose? You're doing the pose right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing the guitar. I'm doing yeah. the air guitar. Because you said shock the system. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I, I think that um, I lost my train of thought because I was so consumed. You're with so my amped up. Yeah, yeah. I got to imagine um, that they're still going to have some sweet and crowd noise. I think there's too much temptation to have the giant button that says boo and the giant button that says cheer that they're not going to let this crowd just to- not not because they don't trust this crowd which I guess there's a little bit of apprehension about that, given all the stuff that they've tried to do in, in, in the build here with Drew and with, with Daniel Bryan or whatever, but just the optics of a half-filled building, a big football stadium, which those don't aren't very loud in the first place. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. That's going to be very strange to me as well. Well, we know one thing. Seth Rollins will not be happy to be wrestling in front of those <laughs> these pesky fans. These dumb fans. God damn it. We want to tell our stories. Let us tell our stories, you morons. I want to tell my clean stories. <laughs> right. That's what he said to Ryan Satin, and it sounded just like that because that's what his voice sounds like. We want to tell our clean stories, and without the fans, we're able to tell our clean stories. Retire. Retire tomorrow, dude. What are you With fucking no talking about? Fucking retire, fucking Seth. Idiot. What are you talking about? Why are you a pro wrestler? Yeah. Jesus, just be, go be a bad actor then. Go be a B-level actor. See, see a D-level Such a actor. Such a nerd. Absolute nerd. Just terrible. They've won. They've won. The, 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 the WWE has won the our fans are stupid thing. And then you no, have people, it, then the people in the mentions. Yeah, you're right, Seth. Just yeah, enjoy it. You are right, Seth. We're dumb. Yeah, just enjoy the show. Just enjoy yeah. the show. Spoon feed us shit. We will love to eat it. Yes, that that's how they've they've indoctrinated these dopey fans on top of it. That's who's going to be there, and that's why I think the shows are going to be hot because those are the kind of fans that are going to be there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious if we're going to get the sound effects. Are we get Are we getting the the the, ch- the choo choo? Are we getting you know you tapped out piped in at Roman Reigns? That that has got me very curious. If, if... I don't think they're going to pipe anything in, but you might get the sound the choo choo sound effect. <laughs> Oh god! Night one, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. I don't know. Seth is such a nerd that zero. I mean, zero. I'll go three. Okay, could All be right. a good match, so I'll go three. What about the tag team turmoil match to uh, the, determine the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match on night two? 
Oh, Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. Tamina getting the WrestleMania pay date. Thank God. The, the thing is, one of these teams is going to wrestle twice yes. at WrestleMania. And I don't want to see any of them wrestle twice. No, this is my first zero. Uh, how can you have any interest whatsoever in this? Any. I, would you say Riot Squad? Probably your favorite here. Quote, 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 unquote, favorite to uh, emerge here. I mean, Ruby Riot could. I mean. But I don't think so. I don't think they value Ruby Riot. So I think it wouldn't surprise me if that – they might be my last pick, honestly. They love this Tamina for some reason. They do reason. love Tamina. I, yeah, there's a good chance they – oh, because they'll love the Tamina versus Nia Jax. Vince just fucking adores the, the big women facing each other thing. He, he loves it. So, um, Do we need to get a babyface team in there against Baszler and Jax? Here's a better question. Do you know whether these teams are faces <laughs> or heels? Say, I'm not. Joe, I don't I know don't if either. I can answer if Natalia and Tamita are heels or babyfaces. So that yeah, I really don't know My response no to you is I don't know. Uh, don't all right, know. let's move on to night two. Do we really have to do instant reactions after these shows? You want to? Do you? We should I, I'm not doing nothing. I mean, Saturday and Sunday? Your call. Um, I wish I could guarantee I that people were going to buy these fucking things. <laughs> you know what? I want to do them as an experiment to see if people subscribe. Right. And if that doesn't happen, we are never doing a WWE one ever again. If fucking you're not WrestleMania, WrestleMania doesn't do it, we're done. Double <laughs> right. night, then right. why am I wasting my time? This could be the last hurrah. Let's, I'm going to get a bottle of champagne just in case nobody fucking buys this thing so I can pour my champagne and never have to do a fucking to instant it. reaction. Okay, instant reaction. VoiceTheWrestling.com, $10 tier, both night one and night two of WrestleMania. Could be the final hurrah as well. So if you do not buy this, if people don't subscribe, if we don't get big listeners, we're done with WWE instant reactions for quite a while. So the last time we did a WWE instant reaction, I think we, we lost. lost. <laughs> people are like, I'm so upset that you're wasting your time doing this. I am going to take away my $10. So I think we gained one or two subscribers. And then just through the normal ebbs and flows, we lost a bunch. So it was actually a net negative. Yes. Like, I don't think people unsubscribe because we were doing it but at the end of the day it was still a net negative it did nothing to help weekend. the churn joe the churn happened and we, no. we did not stop the churn so no and then we do an aew pay-per-view and we get like a hundred new subscribers it's, it's just you know crazy anyway so there it is all right night one and night two of wrestlemania immediately following instant reaction ten dollar tier voice wrestling.com slash patreon could be the last hurrah we'll see if you guys buy it we'll stick around but if not that's it for WWE. WWE instant reaction we'll still do instant reactions just not for these shit ass WWE shows anymore. Well, we should judge how many people are listening too, because maybe the current subscribers would like us to do these things. That's true. That's true. We'll, we'll, we'll check. So we both, should check so. the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, night two. Night two. Tag team turmoil winners versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Reginald zero negative no, twenty negative ten thousand. Who fucking cares? Possibly care less. Zero. <laughs> uh, WWE United States Championship match: Riddle versus Sheamus. He's got birds I mean, coming out of his <laughs> shoes now, Joe. Did you see that? He's got birds. Did you see the build for this on Raw? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Did you see the build for this match on Raw? I did. I saw a clip Sheamus, Sheamus did commentary at ringside for Riddle's match. You wouldn't believe it, Rich, but he attacked him oh my God. afterwards. You thought he would just come down there and do commentary, and then he, he attacks this guy. Raw, the, the Raw go-home <laughs> was like a... You know what this is now? You know how we say Raw is a parody of pro wrestling? Right. Okay, follow me here. 
It's not that anymore. Raw is now a parody of Raw. Like, Raw is a show about a show about a pro wrestling show. But now it's a show about a show about a show about a pro wrestling show, and it's a parody of that show. Because this was the go-home build for WrestleMania on Raw. Sheamus on the commentary table attacking the man he's going to face at WrestleMania. How many times have you seen that? Uh, partners trying to coexist. Which they did like three match. times in this build alone. Of in this build of WrestleMania. Yeah. We had heels destroying a vehicle. <laughs> classic, classic Vince McMahon. Why? Okay, Joe, me, John Q fucking six pack or whatever. Jack, you know, yeah. John six pack, me. Um, why would I care that Bad Buddy's Bugatti got fucking destroyed? Yeah, why are you mad about? Why this? am I mad really that this asshole's three point five million dollar so, car got destroyed? I don't care. I'm out driving so, to my fucking job where I gotta punch the damn clock. Why do I give a shit that this guy's Bugatti got ruined? Vince loves destroyed vehicles. <laughs> why so would I a, care? <laughs> no, there's no reason to care. A destroyed vehicle. We had an opening minute, twenty minute promo to build another match. They hit every checkbox. <laughs> They're so fucking washed. They're so washed. It's unbelievable. They have no original ideas. They did everything that they've been doing for the last 20 years on this Raw to build to these WrestleMania matches. You can go right down the fucking list. You know, it's just... uh, They're just completely... They are creatively bankrupt. They are totally and completely creatively bankrupt. What's next? Next is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we got to muck it up with Logan Paul, but um, the thing is, Sami Zayn is just so not Sami Zayn anymore anyway. He just completely leans into the gimmick, and he's obviously banged up, and I think he's just more than happy to collect the money and good on him. And I don't know. They'll find a way to make it interesting, though, so I'm going to say five. Yeah, those guys are too good to not make it interesting, and then obviously there's a Logan Paul thing. And the reason Logan Paul's in there, Joe, is so people can pretend that merely having a celebrity involved in WrestleMania will suddenly make millions of people... Uh, go watch WWE on a regular basis, even though every single time, including with Bad Bunny, who's a way bigger star, I think, than Logan Paul, uh, that ever ends up actually mattering. So, um, But we'll continue to do, do think, it every single time So for the next. Do you think Bad Bunny's more famous than Logan Paul? I do. Actually, you know what? You know what? Don't even answer. Why are we even doing this to us? Don't even. Yeah, I don't even I'm not going to do it because it's not going to matter because nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. That's the record. I don't even want to be Nobody cares about a celebrity tangentially being involved in wrestling. They're not going to suddenly start watching this shitty fucking crap just because somebody they have heard of is going to be on it. Like, that's just not how it works. Oh, Mike Tyson. No, Mike Tyson was the fucking baddest man on the planet when he came out for WrestleMania 14, and you thought he was going to whoop ass. That's why you watched it. Mr. T, one of the biggest stars in TV at the time, and he was whooping people's ass. That's why you watched it. You don't watch it because there's a guy that you've heard of. But we pretend every time. Oh, I, I don't mind trying celebrities. I mean, but it's like, but you got to use them in the right way. You can't just have them be there. Having well, Logan Bunny, Paul Bad, be there. Well, what has Bad Bunny done? He's gonna whip some ass. Yeah, one point seven million dollar uh, million fucking viewers on, on Raw. So that's really fucking working great. So good for him, Joe. I know. Yeah, I, for a guy where for, yeah, seriously though, for a guy where people will argue incessantly on Twitter and elsewhere over how famous and impactful this guy is, he's made no difference on the ratings. I yeah. mean, that's just... The scoreboard is not in favor of that argument. So <laughs> no, just it that. certainly isn't. Um, but anyway, let's move on. All right, our first 10 out of 10 match, at least for me, and I'm, I don't even know if I need your answer here. WWE Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight. Well, I mean, I want to see what that means. It's probably just going to be no DQ or something. Um... 
So me and Andrew theorized that while Apollo Crews said it's a Nigerian drum fight because I'm going to beat you like a drum, we know in WWE speak that means that this ring will be surrounded with drums, right? There will be thousands of drums everywhere, and they're going to throw each other into a bunch of drums. No, Apollo explained the match. Do you want me to tell you what he said? He did, yes, yes, yes. Because we we recorded that a few weeks before uh, uh, SmackDown, so go ahead. He said it's a Nigerian drum match because you have to beat your opponent like a drum. Okay, 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 okay. So I don't think there's going to be drums. <laughs> you don't know I, this company, Joe. You're... I think it's just going to be like a no they're, DQ match. No, they're, they're going to wheel out big giant drums. You're, you're out of your mind if you don't think there's a big drum that's coming out here. Uh, there's a big, all right. big like a big, like, and, and it's going to be like a very stereotypical, like, close your eyes and think of what Vince McMahon thinks a Nigerian drum looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the wicker, like the, the, the cloth over like a basket type thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just absolutely yeah. like Saba Simba style, just like absolutely just abhorrently uh, out of, t- in bad taste. Just perfect. Just Bruce right. Pritchard Nigerian licking his rumble. chops right now to think about all these stupid ideas he can do. So, I mean, we should ask Power Uti what a Nigerian Exactly. Well, hmm. no, he's back, man. Is he back? <laughs> Did he murder his wife? Did we ever find that well, out? He- Look, the odds are good that he murdered his wife, okay. let's be honest here. But he did pop back up for a couple months there, and now he's mysteriously disappeared yeah, again, so okay. I who knows what's going on. Well, one of these days we'll be we swimming in that pool. We'll be swimming in that pool one day, so uh Yes, we were invited to swim in his pool and drive his sports cars. <laughs> right. We were invited to do those <laughs> now, things. Now we may be found face down in that pool, but Yeah, I'm a little skeptical. I'm not going to the pool. The I'm not going to the pool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to go in his pool anymore, but um Hey, the, the invitation is there. So, and we almost got him booked on spring break. Definitely. We did. I remember. Yeah, we had we had uh, old Double J and the real Double J uh, in the in the DMs asking about uh, Power Udi's. Hey, do you guys have Power Udi's content? Info? No. I mean, we we tried to hook it up. <laughs> we did. We but really I did think try. But yeah. what happened was that was post murder, and I don't think he could get out of the country. Is what happened. That's yeah. That usually does happen when you when you murder somebody. Or alleged, alleged, alleged murder. murder alleged. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get on his bad side. So alleged. No, no, yeah, alleged. Yeah, we should say that alleged. Yeah, that was. And was a actually, woman did die. So right, yeah, yeah. But what what was interesting about Power Rudy is I, I was one day my friend who doesn't even watch wrestling but recently like read Mick Foley's book, like just text message out of nowhere and was like, "Have you ever heard of the Great Power Rudy?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "How does he know about this?" I he never said, knew that. I'm, I'm, I'm close personal. And I said, him. "I was like, how do you know about him?" I'm like, "Yeah, like we, he like used to." Talk to us on Twitter all the time or whatever. I'm like, how the fuck do you know Power Rudy? I'm thinking, oh man, did he like read like a, a, a news article about this, like a you know this this alleged murder or whatever? And he's like, no, he's in this book about you know, Mankind's book or whatever. And I forgot that he was the guy in Mankind's book. That, oh yeah, yeah, that he yeah, rode yeah. with in, in Nigeria. So yeah, is that match he had with Luke Gallows still on YouTube? <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. Worst yeah. thing you've ever. I got seen it. I got life. it for the uh, Secret Santa we do, Voice of Wrestling Secret Santa, yeah. like a, a year or two ago. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he comes out man it's yeah. he's a star i'll tell you that he's a fucking star so uh all right <laughs> in, <laughs> I hate this company so much. in a singles match joe the fiend versus randy orton top wrist locks arm drags rope breaks it's a singles wrestling match between <laughs> the fiend You've gone delirious. 
Remember, the fiend is the baby face. You're supposed to <laughs> right. root for the... Right. The the pedophile murder clown is the baby face. And Randy Orton... Cause pedophile, he... dirty swamp wizard murder clown. <laughs> because Randy Orton face. punted Stephanie McMahon 10 years ago. He is indeed the heel. So, yeah. In this singles pro wrestling match. I hope so badly they just work a normal... Like, Randy Orton just, you know, wears him down in the middle of the ring. And, you know, hits the RKO out of nowhere. And it's just... Like... They open... They open with a test of strength. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, a hammerlock, a good tight hammerlock, yeah. Good tight hammerlock. Right. Orton Orton throws him in, leapfrog. The Fiend right. tries it when you're in the hammerlock, you try to grab the legs, you know, to kind of sweep him underneath you. So the Fiend's like, you know, reaching around to try to get to the, the legs. And Randy Orton's gotten leap, in too tight, drops into the mat. Leapfrog, leapfrog drop down, <laughs> shoulder block, take a powder, right? That's, that's what you want to yeah, see. Yeah, the Fiend grabs thing. Alexa Bliss by the arms, they go to the back. Ah, they do the ah to the ring, you know. We don't need the this. Fiend, because he's the baby face, he hits the shoulder block, and then Randy takes a powder, and the fiend is standing there with his fist balled up, ready to go. Like, get back in here, right? Like the fire, like Tommy Rich in 1983, like, like right. fist out. He's got to play to the crowd too. You know what I mean? When Randy Orton goes out, he does kind of like the hands to the crowd, like come on, come on, come on. Yeah, he's got the ring. fist, and then he goes, "Come on!" And he throws his hands up, "Come on, right? Come on!" <laughs> right, right. He's got the fist. He's like, "Get in here, Randy! You coward! What are you yella? You know, he wants him to get in there." Like a southern baby face, right? Randy complaining to the ref that he's getting his hair pulled. Oh, the hair pull, yeah, hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, dude. You know, he makes the ball, his balls, the fist behind his head, and then whips the head back to the referee. And then, see, but he has no hair, Rich. That's <laughs> the heat. But he's claiming heat, he's yeah. yes, yes. Explain that spot to you because I'm not sure you understood yeah, the spot. And then woman ref is going to say, No, what? You got no hair. Yeah. And it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Maybe Randy, since he's the heel, can put the fiend in an abdominal stretch near the ropes. And when the ref isn't looking, <laughs> oh, my, get leverage? Are you saying he's going to get leverage? leverage? Yeah. And then when the ref looks, he can move his hand real fast. Right. But then on like, the third try, lady the ref's referee notice. catches him. Yeah, lady ref's gonna and then he it. kicks the arm off. <laughs> right. right? Maybe they could do that since this is gonna be. And then classic. and then Fiend does a hip toss from that, you know. Yeah, right. And then he hip tosses out. Then he does the, the hip, Then he does the Marty Jannetty where he jumps around the ring and you know grabs his hair and you know gets excited type stuff. Yeah. Yep. And you know Randy's a master of the reverse chin lock, so I'm thinking he can put the Fiend in a reverse chin lock and. The crowd can slowly start to go. As the fiend starts as to power up. As he's, as he's hitting the mat. You know, uh, but, then Randy, but then Randy, because he's a, he's a pro and he knows how to milk the crowd. So what he'll do is grab the he'll – be, he'll be shaking his head. No, no, no. But then he'll grab the fiend by the hair and pull him back down and put him back in the chin. Oh, my God. And then and then they'll do it again. The crowd will grab go, him by the melted face, yeah, the melted hair, and just grab and pull him back down yeah. into the chill. And then the crowd will go, and the fiend will start to power out again, you know. And then Randy will pull him down by the hair and put him back in the chin lock. But eventually, though, be- when the fiend does hit those things, when he elbows him in the gut three times, then bounces off the ropes and it's a big lariat. Oh man, the pop you won't believe. <laughs> the Raymond James will be up for grabs. The, the f- fucking pirate ship will be going off. So. They will fire the cannons on the on the on the fucking pirate ship when 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 he hits him with those three elbows to the gut and breaks that reverse chin lock. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, something else. I'll tell you, it's gonna this, be a happening, happen. as the late great Gorilla Monsoon would say. It's gonna be. Let a me happening, tell you something. Yeah. If they really work the match like that, 
I'll give it five stars. Absolutely, yes. That that, then the company will now be good in my mind. If, if the blow-off to literal the, – the amount of literal deaths we've had in this feud, the blow-off is you know a, a good top wrist lock, a good hammer lock, and some big baby face pops by The Fiend would be incredible. Randy has to win it with a schoolboy with a handful of tights, and right before the count of three, he has to put his feet on the middle turnbuckle. But that's how he has to win it. And you get the big, and then Randy rolls out of there with a with a wry smile yeah. on his touches. Face. It, it taps his head as I'm smarter than you. As Michael Cole goes, oh, Randy Orton, vintage Randy Orton, outsmarts his opponent. Yeah. As the fiend grabs a handful of his pants and yanks it to show <laughs> the referee his clown pants. Yeah, but he has his clown pants, his burnt clown pants. <laughs> but the referee is just like like doing that uh, the shrug emoji. Like I don't know, I didn't, I didn't see it. See it. I yeah, I didn't see I, it. I, yeah, I, I didn't see. It. I don't know. And, and 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 Michael Cole can call it a miscarriage of justice, and you know Alexa Bliss can try to implore the referee that uh, that this did in fact occur, but it, it's to no avail. There's no replays in pro wrestling, Rich. So uh, that's how I'd like to see that baby end. Yeah, nice, nice old, old singles wrestling match to. If they do that, my interest is a ten. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it's yes. if it's like fucking sperm and fire and so, I don't know how they're going to do this match. I don't know what's going on, but the idea that we're still at a singles match with you know a few days to go is is got me quite excited for how this is going to play out. So, did you know that we lost six listeners while we were going through that match? <laughs> people were like, "I'm out." I don't know what these guys are talking about, but I'm done. Yeah, well, I'm out of here. I can't listen to this. It's like the scoop. There it is. Uh, commercial. When the daughter sees the father start to dance, and she's like, "I'm out. I'm out of here. Which I want nothing cl- to do with this." The best part of that entire commercial is the dad initially not. He's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Then he quickly realizes, "Wait a minute, that's tag team, and they have ice cream, and my wife's loving it." And then he starts. Yeah, it, it's incredible. It's, that's. And when he does that scoop, the yes. daughter <laughs> says, "I want no part of this. I'm out of here." That's what most of our listeners said. But we just described to you a every every great wrestling match for like thirty years, right there. So. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'd like to see these men do. What's next? Asuka versus our our, our country uh, woman here, Rhea Ripley, for the Raw Women's title. Got a root for our country woman. So, um, fellow, I don't know. I've, I have some interest in this. I'll go six. I'm about a six or seven. Yeah, I, I just really hope that they finally just do it with Rhea Ripley. I mean, don't fucking fuck around with this anymore. Just have her win the goddamn title. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. She's the heel. So, uh, I don't know. We think she's the heel. I mean, they pipe the booze in. Right. So, uh, listen, these cards really aren't that bad on paper. They're not. But, yeah. It, 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 I wish it wasn't a company devoid of any fucking logic or, or meaning right. or purpose because I would really like a lot of these matches. But uh, they somewhere along the line just completely lost the ability to, to you know, combine a great roster and great matches with, with actual, you know, entertaining shows. So, yeah, um, hopefully. And then our main event here, triple threat for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, six and a half. I can go, you know, I'll go I'll, I'll give it I'll go seven. Uh, I'm curious in the finish. I'm as at well. a seven too. I'm, I'm I'm curious. I think the easy play here is just have Reigns beat. I don't think Edge is, is I don't want to do the Edge thing. I don't think they want to do the Edge thing. I don't think you Oh, do I the think they thing. want to do the Edge thing. I think they want heel Edge. And it's a good way to avoid beating Roman. Oh he pins so, Daniel Bryan, you think? Yes. Ugh. Yes, it's got to be it. So we turning Roman face? What are we doing? No, <laughs> Roman's not involved, so he just keeps doing his thing. And Edge, you can get the title off Roman without beating without beating him. 
you know, and, and, and Edge beats Brian. Brian is there to eat a fucking pin. Oh, he's eating the pin no matter what. Yeah, he's eating, yeah. Uh, he's either eating a Superman punch or a, a, a spear for sure. He's um, there to sell tickets for their dead fucking main event that no one cared about and to eat a pin. That's why he's there. He's going to win That's that WrestleMania. for sure. He's definitely going to win that for sure. That's <laughs> WrestleMania. There you go. There it is. Instant reactions both night one and night two. Uh, subscribe or we're never doing these ever again. So. Yes. For WWE, I should know. We're, we're always going to do instant reactions, no matter what. Because for other companies, they do well, and they make us money. For WWE, uh, they're usually net negatives, and we lose money. So that's it. I, I have to sit there for fucking four hours and watch this bullshit-ass company, sit down and record this for another hour, be tired my entire Monday, and then we lose people. We make no money doing yeah. it. We lose. I and lose money doing yeah, it. We're, we're negative $15 at the end of it. It's, like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Why did we do unbelievable, that? So. Yeah. Well, that's WrestleMania. Get into all of the weekend. Uh, we'll have coverage, of course, at VoicesOfWrestling.com uh, throughout the weekend. Previews, reviews, columns. The whole schedule's up there as well. Uh, details on how you can buy all the streaming packages to watch all those terrible shows is, is also available, too. So, anyway, that's it. For Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Creech. We'll talk to you next time. We'll see you this weekend, of course, for Instant Reaction Live. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Patreon. But uh, that's it for us. Oh, yeah, our, our sponsors. Shout out to ExpressVPN, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Express. MyBookie.ag, promo code Voices, and then Manscaped. Use promo code Flagship at Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Anyway, that's it for Joe. I'm Rich. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.